This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Tuesday, August 17th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. U.S. experts are expected to recommend COVID-19 vaccine boosters for all Americans, regardless of age, eight months after they receive their second dose of the shot to ensure lasting protection against the coronavirus as the Delta variant spreads across the country. That's according to two people familiar with the matter who spoke uh, to the Associated Press uh, anonymously to discuss internal delivery. An announcement was expected as soon as this week with doses beginning to be administered widely once the Food and Drug Administration formally approves vaccines. That action is expected for the Pfizer shot in the coming weeks. U.S. health officials recommended boosters last week for some with weakened immune systems. Philadelphia police are investigating a deadly shooting in the parking lot of a shopping center in the city's Alney section on Monday night. It happened at 7 p.m. just outside of ShopRite in the parking lot at the one and Alney shopping center. Police say an 18 18-year-old man was shot 10 to 12 times throughout his body. He was rushed to an area hospital where he was later pronounced dead. A 19-year-old woman was also injured in the shooting. She is currently listed in critical condition at an area hospital. Both victims were found inside uh, a bullet-riddled BMW SUV. It appears that the shooters walked right up to the BMW and intentionally fired at least 16 shots through the front windshield, said Chief Inspector Scott Small with the Philadelphia Police Department. Witnesses told police that three men walked up and shot the victims, then fled in a white sedan with black rim tires. No arrests have been made, and it's unclear what sparked the gunfire. Police say hundreds of vehicles were in the parking lot uh, that services about uh, 30 nearby businesses. There were numerous people walking nearby when the gunshots rang out. Luckily, no additional injuries have been reported. Anyone with information is asked to contact police at 215-686-TIPS. Think about 16 shots. My it's God, like right? John Wick territory. It's nuts. A South Jersey woman is accused of leaving her husband's body at the morgue and spending GoFundMe money that was originally raised to help with funeral expenses. According to the Burlington County Prosecutor's Office, 49-year-old Patricia Clark of Pemberton Township created the GoFundMe campaign after her husband passed away in April of 2019. The investigation revealed that during a two-month period, 28 people contributed to the cause, raising about $2,050 of the $3,000 goal. Please, if anybody out there uh, that can make a donation to to help with the expenses, I would greatly appreciate it. His children would also appreciate it, read a portion of the GoFundMe post. New Jersey State Police were contacted by family members when Clark's husband remained at the morgue, even though money had been raised, according to the investigators. Clark is accused of spending the money on living expenses. Last week, Clark was indicted on one count of theft by failure to make disposition. Uh, she is awaiting arraignment in Superior Court. And I saw you jump a little bit, Preston, and I know I saw the you saw shot. the mugshot. Wow. <laughs> she did not spend it at the salon. <laughs> nope, those living expenses did not include a trip to her neighborhood hairstylist. She has this horrible hairdo. Or whatever. She hasn't showered in weeks, it looks like. Surprisingly, yeah. her roots are not that bad, though. Man. Right, yeah, she, okay. I mean, she's got to give her that. Preston, even at a certain point, a witch says, how do I look? Right. Oh, exactly. Not gosh. this one. All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> Sex 
After dropping the final two series of their homestand to the Dodgers and Reds, the Phillies hit the road this week for their final West Coast trip of the season. They were off yesterday, tonight at 940. They play the first of three games in Arizona. They then head to San Diego for three games against the Padres. The Eagles welcomed the Patriots to the NovaCare Complex yesterday morning for the first of two joint practices with Bill Belichick and company. It was a fun and competitive practice that lasted for about two hours. Dante Smith, the Eagles' prized rookie receiver, uh, returned to practice on a limited basis Monday morning, 16 days after he suffered a knee sprain. Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner last year for Alabama, hurt his knee during the Eagles' evening practice at the NovaCare Complex on July 31st. He missed eight full practices, three walkthroughs, and the preseason opener Thursday night against the Steelers. The Eagles recently upgraded Smith from week to week to day to day. The two teams practice again today. The Eagles will then play the Patriots in a preseason game at the link on Thursday night at 7.30. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. We welcome you to the second day of our work week. And uh, we have several things going on. First of all, Marissa Magnotta will be in the studio. Nick is out today. He's getting a little checkup done. And we had, we'd shared the story about his... Is fall mountaineering over our, and, and by that I don't mean the season fall. I mean, <laughs> no, he fell no. down a ravine into a creek bed and banged his head up, so he's out getting checked up today. You guys are supporting the ABC event over at Haverford at White Dog. Uh, at, did you get asked a lot about that? Because everyone kept coming up and asking about Nick at Glen Mills. Not where we were, yeah, so yeah. maybe they all went where you <laughs> maybe were. I'm the not A's. really sure, but I'm sure there was a lot of concern. I mean, Preston, people literally walking up, shaking their head like, what is... Oh, man. Oh, Oh my God! Yeah, they uh, riveted by the story. He's posted some pictures of of uh, his his banged up face. So obviously we uh, we wish him well, and I think he's going to be all right. He's in good hands. Doctor Mike's taking care of him. So, oh yeah. Uh, but Marissa's going to be in the studio this morning handling the duties, and we do have a few things to take care of. A couple of guests on the program: Chelsea Handler is on the show. Uh, she is going to be performing in Atlantic City uh, Friday, November twenty sixth, and tickets will go on sale. Uh, it says on sale Friday, June 20th at Live Nation. <laughs> wow. So I guess that they... So next uh, year. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow. Oh, we'll, okay, hang on. I messed that up because it, it did say Friday, June 18th, and all I saw was 20. And so I thought there was a mistake. So I thought, okay, it's got to be this Friday, August 20th. I didn't see the word June. Okay. So tickets must be on sale now, Preston. Right. Oh. We'll, we'll talk to her, but the coolest thing about it is the name of her tour, and she's always so creative with names. It's called the Vaccinated and Horny Tour. <laughs> so we'll talk to Chelsea uh, around 9 o'clock this morning. And then we're going to have uh, Ben Hansen, who is promoting... Uh, two new shows on Discovery Plus, Shock Docs, Alien Invasion. Yes. And Hudson and Roswell, The Final Verdict. So all about the aliens. Uh, I'm so totally into the alien it's, stuff. It's an intriguing yeah. uh, subject. So we'll talk to him later on this morning as well. And uh, we will uh, intersperse uh, stuff to give away to you and remind you that we have a Word of the Week prize. It's a $350 gift card for our friend Bob Dodge's Red Sparrow Tattoo and Gallery. By the way, do we have a tattoo today? today? Yes, we do. All right, and we have a chance for you to win. A $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, huh. uh, which is, of course, on South Street. And uh, you can check them out for artwork samples at floatingworldtattoos.com or go to their Instagram account at floatingworldtattoos. They're located at 20, uh, 1729 South Street. So text word tattoo to 39333. Don't forget, it has to be a Preston and Steve-themed tattoo, and you just might win as we'll choose one randomly today. Let's break. Come back in a second and roll out the entertainment stories and stupid question to begin our giveaways. Don't be gone long because we won't be. Back in a moment. Not only can you 
hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. 93.3 WMMR presents Money Clips. Wow, we have a lot of clips. Your shot at stuffing 500 bucks in your Money Clip seven times a day. Weekdays at 8, 10, and noon, as well as 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. We'll play an audio clip from one of your favorite MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. And then give you a keyword. Text it to 45911. Or if you enter it at WMMR.com or our app, you'll also get entered for the grand prize. 10000 bucks. What the f***? See complete rules at WMMR.com. It's MMR's Money Clips from who else? 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wallet. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So the stupid question prize is a four-pack of tickets for the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. And the question that I'm going to ask has to do with ancient times. Uh, How about this? What is the name of the plane on which you would find... Stonehenge. I don't mean an aircraft. Right, right. I mean the... they're not transporting it. They're leaving it where it is. Yeah, exactly. What's the name of the plane in which you will find Stonehenge? 215-263-WMMR. The Druids in Stonehenge. (laughs) No one knows who they were or what they did. (laughs) All right, let's go through some birthdays while we're waiting for your answer. Today is Tuesday, August 17th. Bunch of... uh, Big ones to begin with. Uh, Sean Penn's birthday is today. Oh, uh, we were just talking about the Val Kilmer uh, documentary, Preston. Yeah. Uh, and and Sh- uh, Sean Penn is in that. Yeah. And looks like he's 11 years old. Yeah. He they and, were doing a stage play. He and Kevin Bacon right. were in it. And Val was was uh, supposed to play the lead, but Sean Penn was available. Right. And then Val was supposed to play the second part, but then Kevin Bacon became available. Yeah. And he just kept getting pushed down. Yes. But he was he was filming them backstage and stuff. It's really wild to see them as young as they were. And they both moon him. In the, yeah. In the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh, Sean Penn. Actually, I've got some interesting news about uh, him coming up in music news later on with Eddie oh. Vedder and a project and all this stuff. But we'll get to that later on today. Sean Penn is 61 years old today. Uh, it's also De Niro's birthday today. Please stop calling me. Robert De Niro. If you want On your birthday calls. Don't, don't call yeah, him yeah, yeah. Uh, to wish him a happy birthday. Please yeah. stop calling me. So, you know, you think of De Niro as Raging Bull and you think of him as this, you know, this, this stick of dynamite ready to explode. And then I remember seeing him recently at, I think it was whatever roast it was, but he was sitting in the on the couch Old man style, right, like, right. and I'm like, oh wow, he looks old now. A little you know? withered, yes. yeah. That's too bad. It was during the Irishman, he uh, like curb stomped that guy, but yeah. he could barely take like a step to yes. get to the guy. Well, like, you know, left his leg. It's funny you bring that up, Marissa, because as part of that movie, movie Preston, you know, they were using CGI to make him younger, right? And they did that for a lot of the, the people in the Irishman. You know, peeled off decades. So the director Martin Scorsese says. You know, as, as De Niro's walking across the street, CGI enhanced later, he says, you you got to walk like a younger guy. <laughs> Cause, you know, because that's part of the deal. It just happened. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he turns 78. He's an yeah. older guy, man. Uh, Donnie Wahlberg has birthday today. Yeah. The De Niro of uh, his time, right? That is correct, yes. The De Niro of, of new kids. the new kids on well, the block. Well, I... He is a good actor. He is a good actor. He really is. As far as the two Wahlbergs that are on, you know, film, he's the better one. He's the better actor, I think. You think so? Okay. And I really, and I don't want to say, like, 
Because I really like Mark Wahlberg. Right. I, but Donnie's a better actor. Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I think they're both great. And yeah. I was just surprised. I, I watched the entire movie, uh, Night Six, Time. Six, 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 Six Sense. Six Sense. Yeah. And it wasn't until after I had seen the movie, somebody goes, remember that guy in the beginning? That was yeah. Donnie Wahlberg. I'm like, what? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he was great. It's a short, uh, but very intense. And he looked physically different, too. Yeah. He was very emaciated. Wolf for him, yeah. But he's, he's a solid actor. He's uh, on uh, Blue Bloods. Correct. He is uh, 52 today. I've never seen The Sixth Sense. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. But you already know. You know but the that's ending. that's what happened. It yeah. was like I, I found out the ending eventually, so I never kind of bothered to it's watch. That's why I didn't go see oh. Titanic. <laughs> it's Same still, thing, I haven't seen that one either, Steve. It's still a brilliant movie. It is. Yeah, even even if you know the, the twist, but it's uh, it's so well done. And and that was the first time we saw that M. Night Shyamalan pacing of, of how, he, how yeah. his movies roll out. Uh, so it's worth seeing, definitely. And Donnie's great at it. Uh, Belinda Carlisle has her birthday today. Yep. Go-Go's. That documentary was great. I loved it. And, and yeah. it, it would not have gotten made without the uh, assistance of MMR. Yeah, some uh, uh, live music that they use in that uh, documentary came from uh, performances they did that MMR was sponsoring. And uh, and we had the audio and gave it to them. What cool. was the status? Were they, were they fan vote for Hall of Fame or what was the... Um, beliefs? So, they were yes. one of the possibilities. And I don't remember what happened, unfortunately. Uh, but Belinda turns uh, 63 today. Also from the world of music, Gilby Clark, former army guitarist of uh, Guns N' Roses. Uh, and it says here he was in the movie Rockstar. Was that he? is a guilty pleasure of mine. I love it. I need to look up and see who he was, if he portrayed himself, or if he was a member of, of uh, the band that Mark Wahlberg was in. I don't remember. He portrayed Suge Knight. Oh, yeah, is yeah, that yeah. who it was? <laughs> uh, what was the name of their band? Oh, God. Uh, it was actually a really good name for a fake Panther. band. Uh, no, but it was something like that. Oh, man. Rimjob. Bajmir. Bajmir. Rimjob. Now I can't remember. <laughs> Damn it. Marissa, really, look that up. It's really hard to Google Rockstar with his name because you're just getting like Just type pictures. in Rockstar film or Rockstar that. movie and, band name. No, and go it'll, to it'll tell us the name of the band. Oh, you need the okay. Yeah, yeah. the name of the band uh, because that's going to drive me for Steel Dragon. Thank Steel you, Dragon. Steel Thanks, Dragon. It, it was Steel Panther esque. Yeah. Uh, so Gilby Clark is fifty nine today. Uh, Kevin Rowland, who is the lead singer of Dexy's Midnight Runners, uh, turned sixty eight years old today. You remember there? They actually got a ton of blowback. They had just had this hit. Yep. And this guy, the lead singer. I think said something defamatory about maybe David Bowie. Oh, really? And there was like big pullback. I don't remember that. And it pissed wow. off a ton of people. I could see that yeah. happening. Uh, he's a real arty, creative type, and uh, this was obviously their only really big hit. But I, I remember that video was very important in MTV uh, to me because number one, they played it like crazy, and it was a huge, huge hit. But I just remember that in the 1980s, that was just all the rage. Uh, he is 68 today. Uh, guitarist Eric Johnson. Turned 67 today. Great guitar player. And this is The White Cliffs of Dover. Or Cliffs of Dover, I think, is the name of the song. But uh, excellent. I remember when this this came out, too. It was like a rare instrumental that yeah. uh, that was played yeah. regularly. This was on the mixtape in my brother's car. And, uh, yeah, so... <laughs> And we didn't have many mixtapes, so this one played a lot. Oh, really? Like, over and over again, yeah. So you got to hear this quite a bit. I love this song. This is a great tune. Never got tired of it. Uh, so Eric Johnson turns uh, 67 years old today. Happy birthday to him. Uh, we also had the last birthday on this list is uh, Tessa Farmiga. 
So she's the oh. sister of Vera Vermeja. Yeah, she's very good. Uh, she's an American Horror Story, uh, The Bling Ring. I'm not really familiar with a lot of her stuff, but I have seen her before. Yep, she's uh, 27. Bling Ring was pretty good. Right. It was it was uh, the the group of people that had robbed Paris Hilton rob- yeah, and stuff like that. Robbing celebrities. I remember that. Ah, uh, that's right. All right, let's see if somebody has the answer to the stupid question this morning. Uh, uh, what is the name of the plane on which you will find Stonehenge? Two one five two six three WMMR, and I will go to Brian see if he knows the answer. Hey, Brian, good morning. Morning, you guys rock. Oh, thank you, sir, Brian. What is the name of the plane where you find uh, Stonehenge? Salisbury Plain. You are correct, Salisbury. <laughs> Hang on just a second. Uh, Sean, we are going to take it with four packet tickets with Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. Open weekends, August 21st through October 31st. And for tickets and other information, you can visit parenfair.com. All right, let's begin with this story out of the U.K. as well. The BBC will pay $2 million to a charity in a bid to make amends for the, quote, deceitful interview Martin Bashir conducted with the late Princess Diana in 1995. Hmm. Her son's princess, or princess, her son's princes, William and Harry, will reportedly help uh, decide which charities earn the sum. Uh, Rosa Moncton, a close friend of Princess Diana, said that uh, this is an admirable decision, though obviously it cannot undo the damage that has been done or erase the BBC's guilt. So they're they're accepting some level of culpability, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. All right. The interview essentially blew up her marriage, Prince Charles, when uh, she said there were three of us in this marriage, so it was a bit crowded. Uh, the pair divorced a year later, and then she died in the car crash in 1997. Listen, I don't think that marriage was going to go anywhere no, anyway, no. but this He was of... always in love with Camilla Parker Bowles. Always, yeah. It shouldn't have happened, yeah. uh, but, they, but they needed somebody, and she fit the bill, and she was excellent, obviously. Yeah. But there was there was never any love. But this was this kind of nudged it along. Yeah. Uh, the British High Court determined earlier this year that Bashir used fake documents and deceitful methods to land the blockbuster interview. Uh, William has previously criticized the deceitful way the interview was obtained and defended his mother. Uh, the Duke of Cambridge said, "I would like to thank Lord Dyson for his team for the report." It is uh, welcome that the BBC accepts Lord Dyson's findings in full. I am a vacuum cleaner. Which are... <laughs> Excuse me, sir, you're a lord. Uh, yes, Lord Vacuum Cleaner. Uh, <laughs> lord, lord Vacuum Cleaner. <laughs> if you need a carpet clean, I shall suck it up with my large mouth. Uh, he said, uh, the findings in full, which are extremely concerning, the BBC employees lied and used fake documents to obtain the interview with my mother, made lurid and false claims about the royal family, which... Wait a is it the actual inventor of the Dyson, I believe, is British. It sounds yes. like it is. Uh, so are they yes. connected? I do and, not know. Huh. I, no, I don't no? I don't think his name is Dyson. Um, maybe it is. I think it is. You remember those commercials? Yes. Oh, yeah. There was 45,000 square pounds yeah. of sucking power. Yeah. It was, and I think it would say like uh, 200,000 times yeah. more than the power of gravity. Right. Yeah. When, you turn like on your, when you turn on your vacuum cleaner, people in China get pulled towards the floor. <laughs> I will say that your vacuum cleaners are... Overrated and they no, break I'm, and they break oh, and they break. All They're really the good. They're the and in fact, but listen, I have I I have Dyson air multipliers. You might call them a fan, which right. is what they are. <laughs> but they're pompous, and you know what though, air Kathy? Multiplier. They're great. They really work. Well. Mine keep breaking. Yeah. 
I used to be a Dyson guy. I'm a shark guy now. I have a shark. Kathy's a diehard Dyson. Yeah, Yeah, I I have shark as well. Like I did shark for a little while, and uh, Dyson just with the cats and the hair. uh, It's good. Dyson. Yeah. They have a new curling iron I want to try. Who, Dyson? Yes. Yeah. I saw yeah. that. Hey, it's only $700. <laughs> I know. What, does it cook your hair? No, you know what? Um, Angela has it. Oh, does oh. she? Yes. All right. I need a review. Um, I don't think Lord Dyson is related to the vacuum cleaner guy. All right. Uh, uh, James Dyson is his name. He's British inventor, it says here. So um, I was just yeah. wondering because it seemed rather... Uh, rather a possibility. Uh, he has won awards, though, from Evan the Wold. Prince Philip Designers Prize, uh, the Fellow of the Royal Society, and Royal Designers for Industry as well. So, thank you for this most august honor. <laughs> he is uh, he's kind of in that camp. So, uh, but anyhow, uh, we they, digress. Uh, he goes on to say, uh, made lurid and false claims about the royal family's played on her fears and fueled paranoia, displaced, uh, displayed woeful incompetence. When investigating complaints and concerns about the program, and were evasive in their reporting to the media and cover up uh, what they knew from their internal investigation. I think so. the sticking point that really probably prompted the BBC to do what they did is that Bashir suggested that they had evidence that was corroborated with Princess Diana, going back to the the interview mm-hmm. uh, that um, made her say, "Okay, I'll, I'll do the interview since right. you have this. Right. Since you're obviously going to go yeah. public with this, right. I'll just go on camera and talk about it." Well, moving on to our royal family, Kim Kardashian uh-huh. is yes. uh, signaling her approval of Tristan Thompson amid the serial cheaters rumored renewed romance with her sister Chloe. After, be- after being traded from the Boston Celtics to the Sacramento Kings, he posted on Instagram, "Some people will judge you for changing." Some people will celebrate you for growing. That's beautiful. Uh, Kim liked... (laughs) He's a poet. Kim liked the post of uh, Thompson posting, posing next to an abstract piece of art, writing Jamaican Canadian prophet. Tristan's a poet with a 58-inch inseam. Where do you... Listen, he fa- someone <laughs> put that quote together for him. Of course. He stumbled across He got read it off a Hallmark card. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, Chloe, meanwhile, is I love you this much. Giving uh, Tristan another shot. A source told In Touch it may not be the most ideal situation because of her trust issues, but she's desperate to make it work, and he's once again promised to do better. Come on! The ins- Enough! Uh, the insider added he also promised Chloe that things will be different this time around. They won't! And that he signed with the king- uh, Kings to be closer to her and their daughter True and be a proper family, and she believes him. Uh, Chloe, meanwhile, is posting positive growth stories for herself on Instagram. I feel so positive. Uh, She said, every situation in life is temporary, so when life is good, make sure you enjoy and receive it fully. And when life is not good, remember that it will not last forever and better days are on the way. You know, there's a commercial, and it keeps running. I've, it's for whatever condition she has or something. I don't know if it's reflux or whatever. And she is with her daughter, and she looks nothing, mm-hmm. not one <laughs> bit like Khloe Kardashian. Her lips and just her eating popcorn yeah. looks so weird because nothing in her face is functioning well, the way a human's face would work while I, eating popcorn. I wonder how that works on them psychologically. Well... That's, I think that's the it's, way she wants to look. It's, that's it. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? Bo- it's body dysmorphia. Yeah. Yeah. She, I always thought she was the most natural looking of the sisters, mm-hmm. and I liked her for that. 
All right, moving on. This is good news. Selma Blair says that she's in remission from multiple sclerosis as a result of undergoing a stem cell transplant. Oh, that's wow. awesome. Uh, the 49-year-old actor, best known for movies such as Cool Intentions, Legally Blonde, and Hellboy, was diagnosed with a disease in 2018. She said, my prognosis is great. I'm in remission. Uh, she underwent... Uh, hematopoietic stem cell transplantation, which uses stem cells derived from bone marrow, peripheral blood, or umbilical cord blood. Uh, she said it took about a year after stem cell for the inflammation and lesions to really go down. Uh, so I was reluctant to talk about it because I felt this need to be more healed. Uh, I don't have any new lesions forming. I, I follow her on Instagram. It's very inspiring. I remember at the... When she was at the depths, she still had a really good attitude. She was kind of immobile and was having difficulty speaking. Yeah. But uh, now, talk about a turnaround. She looks great. Well, this is great, and they've made really, really great headways. Like, you know, MS for me was I was I was really scared when I was a kid because we used to do the MS readathon. Yes. And I was yeah. terrified that I was going to get MS. My my huh. cousin's um, wife, who you know, my cousin, she ended up passing as a result of of MS, and but um, you know, she was diagnosed. Well before a lot of these these well, treatments were uh, available. Yeah, like and Montel Williams has had it for now a decade. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's a well. young person's disease, right? Like you get it young. Uh, no, you can. you don't get it young, young. Well, how how young are you saying? Because you don't say, get it in your teens. You get it like maybe twenty. Yeah, 30s. I think. But I'm just saying. I think I, I'm pretty sure it's MS. Is no, that's what it's known. For. Okay, what yeah, I think it's known for is you get it younger. Yeah, not teens case, but yeah, young adults, right. I guess. According to the Mayo Clinic, multiple sclerosis is an autoimmune disease in which the immune system attacks a protective myelin sheath that covers nerve fibers, and it can cause vision loss, pain, fatigue, and impaired coordination. Uh, the cause is unknown. Uh, she, as Selma Blair said, uh, there's still maintenance, treatment, and glitches, and wonderful things. Cognitively, I'm very changed, and that's been the harder part. Uh, the actor reveals her fight with the MS in uh, Introducing Selma Blair, which is an intimate documentary directed by Rachel Fle- Fleet. It will debut October 15th in theaters and begin streaming October 21st on Disney+. Plus. Mm. Jake Paul may still face criminal charges for his presence in a looted Arizona mall. Uh, the feds declined to press charges, but local reps from the city of Scottsdale say that the city will refile charges. He was busted in charge of criminal trespass and unlawful assembly, uh, but the city attorney dropped the case with TMZ reporting they did not find enough evidence to pursue charges against him for his conduct at the mall in the days following the murder of George, George Floyd and widespread protests. Video footage shows him inside the looted mall. May 30th, 2020, he's due in court after Labor Day. If convicted, he faces a year in jail. So he was sort of live streaming from the uh, yeah, the, so. the mall as looting was going on. Yep. So, they didn't like that. Uh, we'll see how that affects what, him. Was he the one in the in the uh, the the forest, the suicide forest? I, or was that I his get brother? the two guys mixed yeah, up, yeah. man. They're both more. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. They're both more. Uh, Christina Hack. Raised eyebrows by posting and then deleting a shot of herself wearing a ring on her left hand, uh, ring finger, uh, while sipping from a champagne flute with boyfriend Joshua Hall. Oh, boy. The flipper flop star replaced the shot with a similar one in which she did not wear the ring. She and Hall went public in July following her split from uh, husband Ant Anstead. So some people are wondering if they... The best news I've heard all day. I know, isn't it, though? Just makes you happy to be alive. <laughs> Flipper flop. I live it. This would be her third marriage in, like... In seven years. days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the last two, if this is... Came crashing down. Yeah. Horrible. Uh, but I, uh, I, Listen, I never... 
ever cared for her. And I, you know, I, I is she too pretty? Is she, I, I didn't is like she, her attitude. Yeah. I was like, I, there, there, there was just nothing authentic about her. Right. And Kath, you're, I see your face. You well, like her though, right? I I don't care. Okay. Yeah. Um, I watched a lot of these HGTV shows. No, I shows just think and, it's funny when you, like, you have a strong feeling about people like this. Well, I try not to, Kath. I you think not, she's I, superficial, I, I really, right? Really, I think she's very, very superficial. Listen, for what that channel is to me, Steve. Yeah. No, for hey. what that channel is to me, it's always this loving couple. And you look at like you know the uh, you know Ben and whoever from from hometown and and the uh, Magnolia couple. I'm like all oh, those, and then the Property Brothers, and then these two. I'm like mm, I don't buy these two as a. So I don't watch all those shows, right, right. but since you say she's superficial, it's great because I think she's hot superficially. Yeah. That's all yeah. there is to it. Yeah. So there, yeah. she's doing exactly what she needs to do for you. Right? Fine for yeah. me. Yeah. Right. I just think she's smoking right. hot. Steve, she is on the edge of almost too pretty. I agree. But she's, she's pretty damn smart. There, there needs to be a little, some sort of flaw, like a yeah. hook yeah. for a hand. <laughs> but watch but, but ben... my, my, my appreciation of her is completely yes, superficial. Right, That's right. all there is yeah. to it. But watch Ben and Aaron Napier. Right. They're a married couple that do similar things in Laurel, Mississippi for hometown. And, and you like, believe them. You love them. I believe everything about it. Now... I could be, they could be, you know, pulling the wool over my eyes. Right. But, and, but, and murdering but, children. Casey also <laughs> right. appreciates cute better than he does hot. I yes. Think. Always. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Pete Davidson and Phoebe Denevor have reportedly split after <gasps> five months together. Uh, the SNL and Bridgerton stars are calling it quits over distance. He's in New York City. She's based in England, and their busy schedules as well don't work out. And those are different countries. For they those are different who are not familiar countries. Yes. You know that he's getting all of his tattoos removed. Yeah, remember that. Yeah, we I mean about that, that before is vacation. An elaborate process. It'll it'll take a, a long time. Yeah, he needs to go to Removery, a oh, client here, right. uh, an advertiser on MMR. I'm actually going to talk to them soon, but uh, nonetheless, he can get it done. And uh, they were last seen in PDA mode at Wimbledon. Oh, Back in July, but that's a tennis match. The word, sure. <laughs> the word is that it's uh, that it, that it is over. Orlando Bloom put his butt on full display on Instagram on Sunday with an emoji peach covering his hiney. Uh, this comes five years after a skinny, skinny dipping scandal with the boner. Uh, fans, <laughs> I, don't relished, boner. I don't think he had a boner. I don't think oh, he had a boner bon- in the kayak. Remember that? No, I don't remember. No, I think that's just the way it hangs. You know, everybody, really? Everybody hangs different, Steve. You that's, know? that's that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, fans relished the sight, and his fiance Katy Perry even weighed in, writing, "Babe, I leave you for two days." <laughs> I think she means, and then you do this, right? You put a peach on your ass. Yeah. Uh, this was uh, so. Jason Momoa is uh, sharing insight into how his daughters shape his approach to work. Uh, he stars in Netflix's Sweet Girl which is centered around a father-daughter relationship. Uh, he tells E that uh, sharing, and give me a moment on this name, uh, Nakoa Wolf Manakuu Opa Opo uh, Namakia Mamoa. Wow. Who is 12. Yes. And Lola Ayalani Mamoa, <laughs> yeah. uh, who is 14 with wife Lisa Bonet, helped him understand his character. Uh, in the film, he plays a father who loses his wife to cancer, and his daughter, played by uh, Isabella Merced, are on a mission to get justice against a corrupt pharmaceutical company. Um, he said, my first two baby girls, uh, uh, you know, I, if I was a dad and I didn't have a daughter, it would be different. He said, my first two babies are girls. Sorry about that. Uh, it's extremely different to have uh, boys and girls, so it definitely prepped me. 
He said Isabella is definitely not too far off of what Lola would be like, so uh, it made it easy. Was she in our studio, Isabella Merced? <sighs> I don't know. The name does sound familiar. No, is, is I think it's David Faustino. Oh. <laughs> I was just going to say, I have no hey, idea. I hope you're not looking at me. Monaire, Monaire, yeah. Monaire, yeah. And we, I think we played her interview back while we were on vacation. Yeah, because wow. I think we had her in twice. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, uh, she was here for Power Rangers mm-hmm. okay. on her birthday. Oh, she's great. Oh, yeah, she's yeah. really great. Wait, wasn't someone wasn't Preston not here? One of the times he was not here, you might have been doing jury duty. Well, yeah, that might have been it. I remember a Power Ranger day, and he Kathy here. said, "When Preston's out, we've got to do a Power Ranger day." <laughs> right. And By the we, way, we speak, did it. Speaking of Jason Momoa, he and Amelia Clark, aka Khaleesi and Drago. Uh, just had a happy reunion over the weekend. The Game of Thrones actors got together to celebrate uh, Game of Thrones co-creator David Benioff's birthday a month early. Uh, the pair, who became friends while filming the fantasy show f- show's first season in 2011, shared adorable pictures on social media of their meetup on her Instagram. She had posted a pic of Momoa carrying her in his arms. She's wearing a black mini dress and a gold chain necklace in the photo. She's, she's adorable. Momoa is rocking a cream vest and matching pinstripe pants. And she wrote, when your son in stars rolls into town, you check that he can still bench press at Khaleesi. <laughs> um, she's adorable. Uh, there was uh, So I happened to be going around on the, the Pluto app, which has all these old TV shows on it. And they had Baywatch Hawaii. I don't know if you guys remember that short-lived series. Vaguely. But Jason Momoa was a cast member of that no series. Oh. And Preston, he looks like he's 17. Did but, he have the he long looks, hair and everything? No. Or, okay. Very tight haircut. No kidding. And I, but his eyes gave it away. And I'm like, that's got to be Jason Momoa. Uh, she included a sweet hashtag that read, Drinking with Drogo, I'm amazed we survived. And also, like, he never left. As for Momoa, he shared a carousel of pics. Uh, picks from the party, including snaps of himself and Clark, and two featuring Benioff. And in the first shot, he and Clark are both wearing large smiles. Clark sitting on Momoa's leg, and uh, he was wearing a sailor's hat. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, Marissa just pulled up some pictures. Wow. <laughs> right? Big difference. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, totally. I would never... You could show me that and say, who is this? And I never would... Because there's no facial hair. Right, there's nothing. no long hair, nothing. Wow. All right. He is a studly man. He is a studly dude Without and a likable guy. A I'd very love to get guy. him in the studio sometime. Oh, man. Absolutely. Just tear him apart. Just rip him. <laughs> I'm going to rip you to pieces. It's going to hurt, but you're going to like it in the long run. Hey, Scarlett Johansson has found her follow-up to the lawsuit against Disney that recently sent Hollywood spinning. The Oscar-nominated star uh, has joined the A-list cast of Wes Anderson's latest project. Uh, she joins an ensemble that already boasts previous Anderson veterans, Adrian Brody, Jason Schwartzman, Tilda Swinton, and Bill Murray. God, he works with the same Bill people Murray's over and over. Bill Murray's always in the Wes Anderson stuff. Uh, as well as newbies uh, to the director's world, such as Margot Robbie and Tom Hanks. Huh. Uh, Johansson previously collaborated with a Rushmore filmmaker on his stop-motion feature, Isle of Dogs, but this is her first time appearing in one of his live-action efforts. Uh, the film is untitled as of yet. Uh, she recently, if you recall, sued... Disney for breach of contract after the company opted to release Black Widow simultaneously in theaters and on Disney Plus where fans could rent the film for $30. Uh, She says the move depressed ticket sales, costing her $50 million in box office bonuses. Christ. Disney has uh, countered that. Uh, Her contract ensured a wide release, not an exclusive theatrical release, an obligation. It says it fulfilled, and the public legal fight has been closely scrutinized. So, um, so I'm very interested in this. If that nomenclature absolves Disney by simply saying a wide release and home release constitutes a wide release, 
then they're probably going to have to rethink contracts from here on in about what they specify because if you're getting... You know, you get points, as they say. Well, and I, I would think that that $30 rental fee, a little chunk of that. A little bit. A la a ticket at the theater right. would go to the people who have that agreement, right? You would think. Right. I think. Um, I know that movie companies are very generous. <laughs> no, I know. But I, I think there is, I mean, we're talking as a result of the way they did it. And I understand why they did it, but. We're talking tens of millions of dollars. Yes. Yeah. Well, she and said it's probably like $50 million she was yeah. out. Yeah. 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 So, by the way, it was Isabella Merced that we played back. Okay. Oh. Yeah, not Monet. Not David Faustino. Thank you, sir. Not David Faustino. Uh, the Hotel Transylvania franchise is booking a trip to Amazon Prime, the upcoming fourth movie, Hotel Transylvania Transformania. We'll skip a theatrical release and premiere on the streamer instead. Is it? I I like those movies. They're I fun. I think they're cute. They're, I yeah, agree. Yeah. I agree. They're not. They're not Toy Story. No, they're, they're not, not. knocking out of the park. But oh fun. my God, you got to see it. But they are a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Amazon and producer Sony Pictures Animation are nearing a one hundred million dollar deal for the global streaming rights to the animated film, which was originally set to hit theaters October first. There's no word yet on when the film will debut on Amazon Prime. Unfortunately, due to uh, the pandemic. And the rapid spread of the Delta variant, uh, studios are rethinking theatrical rollouts once again. Hotel Transfer, uh, Transylvania Transformania <laughs> is being billed as the final installment right. of the franchise, which has grossed more than a billion dollars worldwide so far. So that's Adam Sandler's production company, is it not? You know, I would assume so, but yeah. I don't know offhand, Steve. Yeah, like, yeah, that's your accounting. Yeah. Yes. How much did this movie make? Billion. <laughs> uh, in the fourth film... Dracula and his monster pals are transformed into humans, while human Johnny is transformed into a dragon. Uh, but it's going to be a little bit of a change. So Selena Gomez, Andy Samberg, Molly Shannon, Steve Buscemi, Fran Drescher, and David Spade all return to reprise their roles. But Brian Hull will be replacing Adam Sandler as the voice oh, of Dracula. Okay. Now, I don't know why. Oh. And I don't know if his company is out of it or what, Steve, but he's not going to be doing the Dracula. I like Adam Sandler. I do, too. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of part of the yeah. deal. Well, this also sounded weird to me that it was going to be on Amazon because Adam's got, like, an exclusive Netflix. deal with Netflix. Yeah. Could be Halloween. Oh, yeah. There's a running joke in all those movies where he complains <laughs> about... Uh, People say he says blah, blah, blah. He's like, I do not say blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it cracks me up every time. All right. Uh, one last story. Nicole Kidman is committing to her craft. Co-star Regina Hall didn't know what her real voice sounded like until filming on Hulu's Nine Perfect Strangers had wrapped up. That's her real voice. Oh my God, that's the way I sound. The kid, uh, she said that uh, Kidman doubled down on her character's Russian-inspired accent throughout the series. She said it was great. Uh, By the way, Hall plays uh, Carmel on the series, and she said of working with Kidman, it was so funny because I didn't hear Nicole without an accent until she rapped when she finished her last scene, which was a little bit before us. Uh, she gave a thank you speech when she was leaving, and I was like, oh, that's her. This is where Nicole Kidman plays so like a self-help guru, right? Oh, I don't, you know what? I think um, that's the series, yeah. Yeah, so it says that uh, Kidman plays Masha, a Russian woman who runs a high-end wellness center via an orthodox method. Right, and I, from what I gather, things go a little awry. Okay. That's the deal. All right. We are set to roll the clips now. <laughs> the Kissing Booth. Netflix's teen romantic comedy series is wrapped up with a third and final film. 
Uh, in this clip, star uh, Jacob L. Ordi uh, reflects on the profound journey of his character throughout the franchise. Here we go. The character has grown exponentially. Uh, you know, he's gone from being, I guess, like 18 to 19 or 20. Um, and you even see a little bit further on in the film. You watch a young man grow up, you know what I mean, in those, in those films. And I think that was such a pleasure to play. While I was growing up. Shut up, dummy. Is that Molly Ringwald in that? We were watching a clip from this. Uh, I believe she's in it. I, the believe it or not, I want to watch this series. <laughs> These two movies. Uh, yeah. yeah. Everyone says, uh, like, they're delightful. So. Okay. All right. Uh, so, The Kissing Booth 3 is streaming now on Netflix. Here's the next clip. Netflix's action thriller film, Beckett. Follows an American tourist on the run in Greece after a tragic accident. Here, John David Washington explains what he admires most about his character. Part of the attraction to me was uh, this ordinary man in extraordinary circumstances. You know, it's a man f- literally fighting uh, for his life. And uh, this sort of wounded animal and, and how that wounded animal can become more dangerous than uh, a healthy one. I like big balls. <laughs> Beckett is now streaming on Netflix. I've tried and... to start that movie twice now, and it just starts really slow. But I know it's going to pick up, but I just can't get into it. Do you when you're when you're on Netflix and you see do you if something is trending worldwide in the top like ten? Do you are you more inclined to check it out? Sometimes I just find that, that yeah. to be a reference to go. All right, I haven't heard of that, yeah. and at least watch the little trailer. Right, right. And yeah. I've only. A handful of times actually gone through and watched some stuff. But yeah, I did use it uh, kind of a reference. I just watched one, uh, which is a horror movie about, believe it or not, it's, it's what if snakes on a plane were vampires on a plane? Oh, uh, it, was actually, it was actually pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. But that's how I ended up watching The Vault. Uh, it, ah. and, you know, I, I enjoyed it, actually. Freddie Highmore, the guy who played Sir Something in uh, Game of Thrones, is in it. Uh, yeah, I know. So something doesn't give me enough. I said something is in. Marissa, pull up something. Pull up the vault, and you'll know who it is. What's the actor's name? Yep. Oh, you don't know? I don't even know what his name is. So something has come from that guy. Yeah. None of the Netflix movies are, like, amazing. Amazing, Like, I I feel like they're all the same. They're all a little slow. (laughs) Well, you know, what was the, uh... Oh, Sir Davos. Yeah, Sir Davos. Oh, yeah, I just saw a picture of him. Yeah, Sir Davos, the Onion Knight. Yes, okay. Sorry to interrupt what was, what was Chris Hemsworth's film that was actually very good? Yes. Because uh, uh, the Russo brothers were the behind Russo that brothers, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was a big action movie, and it was mm-hmm. it was great. Okay. I forget the name of it. Uh, all right. And look at it, look, it was the your Netflix something. roundup. It was The Something. <laughs> the Something. Yeah. With that guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Starring that guy. We're the full guy. of information. Yes. <laughs> all right. We got the Russo brothers. Extraction? Listen, I do know that we have Chelsea Handler coming up on our show today. Uh, she's going to be in Atlantic City uh, in November, and also she's going to be performing in Bethlehem in November as well. That's where Jesus was born. Uh, not there. Oh, Bethlehem, oh. Pennsylvania at the Wind Creek Event Center. Uh, so we'll talk to her a little bit later on also. So uh, Ben Hansen, who is promoting a couple of shows, if you're into uh, alien stuff, he's got Shock Docs, Alien Invasion, and Hudson and Roswell, The Final Verdict. So we have a few guests to get to a little bit later on this morning. Let's take a break and come back in just a moment. Hang in there because we won't be gone long. Hella Mega Tour hits town on Friday. Keep it on MMR for your last chance to win tickets to see Green Day, Weezer, and Fallout Boy rock the ballpark. Woo, woo, woo. 
And for all your pre-show, pre-gaming activities, we've got you covered with special workforce blocks and an afternoon Hella Mega 12-pack Friday at 4.30. Plus, we'll do an extended block again to kick off You Call It Friday Night starting at 7. It's a Hella Mega week on 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I uh, saw this interesting story that was worth mentioning. Uh, the Census Bureau dropped a, a massive batch of data uh, just this past week showing how the uh, country has changed over the past 10 years. And one takeaway is that we have a new top five list of the largest cities in America. Did we get bumped? Well, so the first four didn't change. New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, and Houston. I didn't realize Houston was fourth. Uh, but, yeah, Philadelphia was five, and mm. it got pushed out of the way oh, by really? Phoenix. Phoenix. Wait, I, oh, yeah. No, I think we always go back and forth with Phoenix. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think yeah. it might be because I had heard in years past that it had moved into Wait. the uh, fifth spot. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it has changed because San Francisco was in the top four. So Houston. I don't know into... how recently, though. Yeah. No, no, I, I know. In, but in the last 10 years, it, it was New York, L.A., Chicago, San Fran, and then Philly. I thought we were fifth. We were. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But it vacillates back and forth, I right. think. we, uh, and, and so you're dealing with um, migration, a lot of, in general, uh, migrations out of uh, large cities. But um, I always thought we were going back and forth with Dallas. But uh, you're saying Houston. Yeah, Houston. Uh, uh, one of my close so friends Houston. lives in Houston. Uh, he has sent me pictures of, like, the highways there. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's like. 24 yeah. lanes yeah. wide. It's, it's crazy. Obscene. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. crazy. That's oil money. Yeah. But also, Phoenix is another one because it is really, really sprawling. And yes. I, I've never been to Phoenix. I'll be there in a couple months. But yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I've, I've heard that they, over the years, they've expanded the uh, the border. Oh. They have. And, okay. and, it's, it's, and, and then it's kind of like, man, that's kind of cheating. You know what It I mean? is cheating. But like LA, LA is the city that. If you look at the sprawling size of L.A., oh you know, we always tend to think about, okay, the city is the center of the city, the buildings and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. L.A. goes on for miles and miles and miles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Philadelphia moved uh, down to number six. Uh, then you have San Antonio, San Diego, Dallas, and San Jose wow. ran out the rest of the top ten. Casey, San Francisco's not even in the top ten. Perhaps so we should be maybe San Philadelphia. Sanadelphia. Sanadelphia. <laughs> um, so the data is based on forms filled out last year by tens of millions of Americans with uh, census takers and government statisticians helping to fill in the blanks when forms were not turned in or questions were left unanswered. The numbers reflect countless decisions made over the past 10 years by individuals who have children, moved to another part of the country, yes. or, to become, or to come to the U.S. from elsewhere. And the figures show continued migration to the south and west... And population losses in the Mississippi Delta, Appalachia, and smaller counties uh, where residents are leaving for larger counties. Uh, so, yeah, I guess I can see that that Western migration still being a part of things. So I have, I have a question for you. Yeah. If you had your choice, and not by force, but, but well, let's say, you yeah, you, you had your choice to go live in another city. Philadelphia is not an option. Yeah. Where do you think you would... Uh, and 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 just just as a fantasy, like you know, whatever job is there. For That's a good you. question. I haven't thought about that. But what would? <laughs> and and I don't know if I've if I've done enough. If I've spent enough time in other cities to yeah, make to a decision know, yeah. and say, yeah, that's that's where I'd like to be. Because you mentioned Los Angeles. Yeah. Every time I've been there, I'm like, my God, this is fantastic. Yeah. It's it's, it's beautiful country. The people are 
gorgeous here. There's, you know, all this stuff. Yeah. You get you get great weather year round. But you talk to people who live there, and they're hey, like, it's a freaking nightmare. nightmare. Yeah. It is. I was thinking in many of- ways. In fact, they've, they've seen a, a big exodus, <clears throat> not even necessarily just leaving the state, but leaving Los Angeles. Right. Well, I was thinking Chicago, but I've never been to Chicago in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, I, yeah. I mean? okay. I was like, God, brutal. I, I love that city. I went out, you know, a couple times there. We had some family there. It was so much fun. Yeah. But every time we went was in the summertime. Right. So I don't right. know how I'd feel in the winter. You know, I was getting my you have uh, a definitive case. Well, no. Well, so uh, I, you know, I'm I'm the butt of my wife's joke because every time we go somewhere, I'm like, this is where I want to live, right? You know, and it doesn't matter where it is. And we had we're a block from our home. Case. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, but I like the street. The street is way better than our street. This but, is so nice. But I had been to Chicago, but only for a weekend, right? And I was, uh, I really love Boston. Uh, I love San Francisco. By the way, Preston, they jumped down to 16. They were definitely a top five for a while. There is, there, I've talked to so many people over the past couple of years from San Francisco, mm-hmm. and the story I keep hearing is the same. It, it everyone has a story about car break-ins. Right? They they hmm. they get are getting broken in. In fact, some some really hardcore listeners of the Preston Steve show who moved from Philly out to San Francisco. They came out to the last Christmas miracle that we did. And right. they said, we're coming back. We can't We can't keep our car windows intact. But I have said categorically, if I could snowbird, right? If I could do, because right. I, I don't want to leave this area. But if I, I know, could, but if, this is just a fancy, I, you know, conversation. In, in, uh, I love Palm Springs. <clears throat> uh, I would live there. I would, I really um, enjoyed that entire area. And there's uh, a lot to do in and around that area. I just don't want to be there in July and you, August. You know where I might go, Preston? Like, um, like Monterey or, or, oh, uh, yeah. no, the, the, you know, the, that's. That's to me is a perfect temperature, a perfect you know that right. that sort of thing, and it's just gorgeous. Right. Um, I agree. Uh, but what about big city? What about if, if you had a, a, a big city, a bigger version of because Monterey. San Francisco is pretty close to there. It right? is You're only you know an lots hour, of poop, a little lots bit of an hour to change. Yeah. That's true. No, okay. we, we haven't talked about the poop factor in San Francisco. So, so let, I love I love that town. If you were to take into consideration that. The city, the way you it would like it to be, the okay. way it has been. There you go. San Francisco would be a definite candidate. Yeah, yeah, but but I, I I'm just not a poop person. Right. Yeah. Uh, I but know. I mean, uh, you know, what about we've totally left off Hawaii? Oh my oh. god! Oh yeah. Does Honolulu <laughs> count? I um yeah it counts yeah, yeah. absolutely right, right. I, I I actually I would say no anytime I've done a uh, and I you guys know I love Hawaii right some interesting interactions in Hawaii <laughs> yes absolutely uh, but. <laughs> I do get when I have done island vacations. I do get what's called island fever. I'm yes. like, okay, I I I don't. I, I feel a little claustrophobic here. I want to yeah. go back oh. to. You Did know you get I mean? that in yes, Hawaii? I know exactly. Yeah. I right. know exactly what you mean. But I, yeah. I like we've done this. We've seen it all. There's not a whole. But but you know, I, I wouldn't that's feel that way. Picky. I'd be okay. Like especially on Oahu in Honolulu. Like really? Yeah, because okay. I mean, there's a city there. Yeah, like yeah. I I would be okay with that. However, I did have a friend that lived. Uh, in Hawaii for two years. She went over there to teach, and after the two years, she was like, get me out of here. <laughs> she couldn't get out of there fast well, enough. It, it's well, it's also, uh, depending on your level of income, it's incredibly uh, hard, e- expensive. We also used to talk to each other when I was driving into work because yeah. of the time difference. Oh, she wow. was like, oh, that's right. awake. And- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Oahu, uh, at least uh, Waikiki and all that, There, I mean, um, um, oh, damn it, uh, Honolulu, 
has some of the worst traffic in the country. Oh, yeah, really? yeah. What I, yeah. I've read before. So, so if I, you know, picking a city, I would base it judged on what I can do in close proximity to that city. You know, what okay. I love about where we are is, it, you know, I have a lot of options to do things that are only. Let's say a max two hours away. You can you go know? snow yeah. skiing. You can go water skiing. You've got you've got a lot of those things that people gen gen uh, generally. I'm trying yeah. to say uh, look forward to doing. There's and a great song that was written about this. We've got the <laughs> yeah Pennsylvania State song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. So uh, you know we, we have the mountains, but, but we, we don't, don't have, have the, the sea. sea. Yeah, we haven't brought up like Denver, <laughs> right? Denver, I think is you know it is just what. No, no, you say. What are you going to say? I, I mean, say Denver, I say potato. You, <laughs> no, um, it's not as close to the ocean, but mountains, They've got the mountains. But they got the mountains and they got the lakes. Yes. Right? So you don't have, uh, you know, you don't have the sea, but you do, like, I need access to water, right? And I think that's, you know, not ocean water, but I just, you know, water. Some sort, uh, of, some water. sort of water. I grew up yeah. on Long Island yeah. and, and we had, we had um, uh, the ocean side on the South Shore and the Sound, which is, you know, we had water all around us. We had access if you wanted to go up to the mountains. But New York, tax-wise mm-hmm. and... The amount of crap you've got to put up with makes it horrible. That's why I much prefer it here. And do you even consider, like, I, I know that, like, yeah. Long Island, of course, there's Montauk, the Hamptons, yeah, all of yeah. that. But, like, um, like where my family is, like, in Merrick, those areas, like, I mean, you're ten, not even five, ten minutes from the beach, but like, it's, it's you're not really at the beach. Right, yeah, unless you're, yeah, I, well, I hear what you're saying. All right, so here's an interesting text, and this person says, I think it's funny, your whole crew claims to love Philadelphia, but only two of you live in the city, and the rest live outside of the city with children. Explain that one. Uh, I always consider... Uh, peripheral areas to yeah, a major metropolitan city yeah. as being a part of that community. Yes, you know what I mean? Absolutely. I actually would never, ever live inside the city limits. I have never wanted to do that Neither. my entire life. It's not me. I, I don't want to have to I deal do. with that. I do because I enjoy paying the city taxes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to me, it, if I can't pay a little extra in my tax. I did a year of yeah. city living, and that was enough for me. It was when I lived in St. Louis, and I wanted to move from, from the county to the to the city, because that's the way it is. You have St. Louis counties, West County and South County, North County. Uh, but I wanted to move into the city limits, and I moved into the city limits, and I didn't like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I still consider myself to be a part of the city, even though I moved well, yeah, back you, to the county. You don't, you, yeah. The, yeah. I mean, this, it's considered the Philadelphia area. I mean, now, that's, that's what it's referred to. You talk to people that live in Philly, and they'll probably say a different. Do you think, Marissa? Well, like, city dwellers versus. Uh, I mean, I have like this. Us in the burbs. No, <laughs> I have this crazy peeve. Like, I, I, I tell the story, I've told the story before. I bumped into somebody at Jazz Fest, and they were flying a Phillies flag. And it was like 2009 when the Phillies were really great. And I went up to a guy. I was like, oh my God, you must be from Philadelphia. And he looked at me and he's like, well, I mean, I'm from Downingtown. And right. I was like, that's Philadelphia. Yeah, we're yeah, in yeah. New Orleans I have a right shirt. Please leave me and alone. I, yeah. <laughs> I have a shirt that Please says, leave me alone. I have a shirt that says Delaware County. Yeah. Claiming we're from Philly since 1789. Yeah. And so, yes, anytime I'm in outside of the city, yes, I'm from Philly or just south of well, Philadelphia. It's, it's, like, it's like the default where you say, oh, I'm from, from New York. Everybody automatically assumes you're from Manhattan. Right. And, and, it's, you, and there's a, a tremendous state there that doesn't get referenced, but that's a natural assumption. But you know what? Like, Philadelphia, I think, as you said earlier, Preston, 
all of the outlying areas are under that umbrella, I yeah. think. Also, yeah. you can love Philadelphia. I mean, I, I love the city. I just would never want to live there. That's just me. But, of course, I like going there, visiting, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so you know, still... me too. One of the advantages where I lived uh, in, in Manion, Goisahican, and now in, in, in Mount Airy, um, I, I, it, it's wild. I'll be there, and I'm within the city, technically. Yeah. And, uh, but it, it does not feel like that, yeah, which not- is very cool, yeah. you know? Uh, and I, listen, I love Delco, obviously. I love Philly. I love Jersey. I love Chester County. I don't really love Bucks County. I love Montgomery <laughs> County. You know, I love yeah. the whole area. So with the, the people that bought my mom's house, they lived in Philadelphia for years, and they had kids, and... You know, eventually it just became too much for them. Having children coming home from the supermarket, circling the the, the house, the the blocks for for parking forever and ever. It's a and ever. Nightmare. It was a nightmare for them. And when I hear things like that, I'm like, oh, thank God I have a driveway, you know, or thank God I don't have to like fight for parking in front of my house. And those people that bought my mom's house, they were like, oh my God, it's a <laughs> like, like it was like a, a unicorn. What do you do with it? <laughs> yeah. And then I get that same excitement when I can park my car on a Friday and I don't have to get in it. Don't you have Monday a parking morning. garage? Yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. I can park it. Right. I don't, have, don't to get... have to get in it because yeah. I can just walk anywhere. Right. That right. is right. sexy to me as well. I would live in the city if I had parking. Yeah. I would love living in the city if I had my own parking garage <laughs> where you have to end up, you have to pay for parking. Steve, how much, like in New York City, Parking, like if you want monthly parking, it costs more than an apartment. In it's a city. Yeah. Well, it's ridiculous. Some yeah. people actually, um, uh, you know, they're, they're, the stories of what people will pay for parking and prime parking positions. But it, that animal starts to become less of a frequent occurrence now because of people working from home and all of that stuff. The mm. whole nature of that might change dramatically. I'd be curious to see what the next census data Yields Preston, and right. they, how how often do they do it? Is every every ten years? 10 right? years yeah. Well, I don't think New York is shrinking at all, but there are a lot of New Yorkers that are moving down to Philadelphia now. New York is shrinking. Manhattan is shrinking at ridiculous rates. Well, Absolutely. a lot of people, especially uh, after the pandemic or during yeah. the pandemic, moved out of of a lot of big cities, not just uh, New York, but Philadelphia too. They're right. begging people to come back. It was funny to see uh, some follow up stories, and listen, you, you'll get follow-up stories of all types, but of the people who moved away and then are like, this was a I bad don't like idea. this. Really? I don't like I don't this. like the country. Yeah. Yeah. I, funny. I, I, I like the city. That's like me on a weekend away. <laughs> I'm like, eh, let's, I just want to walk somewhere. Want to go back? Yeah. yeah. Well, you were talking about big cities in L.A. Like, I fell in love with L.A. too. The weather's great. I love the idea of just being able to go to the beach, but you have to drive everywhere. Yeah, to, to get from one everywhere. place to another is a long... We used long. to live in Thousand Oaks this is years ago. It was 150 years ago when I was a kid. <laughs> and and uh, I remember if you wanted to go to any restaurant, you were in the car for 45 minutes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it just was the nature of the beast. Well, and, and that's the way the, a lot of the state is. You're always in the car. I realized it wasn't for me when I uh, was at a hotel and I had forgotten a toothbrush. And they said, oh, there's a Dwayne Reed, which is like a Rite Aid or CVS down the street. And they said, you can get a car and... and and go down there. And I was like, you mean that corner 
right there. Oh like, yeah, there's like a, there's a there's bucks. a song by the band Missing Persons called Nobody Walks in L.A. And that's it. And that's it. if you ever saw L.A. Story, yes, he's going to yeah, the yeah. next house next door. He actually gets, gets in the his car, car yeah. and rolls it with his foot <laughs> <laughs> to go to the, to go that's next great. door. So, but yeah. I did uh, fall in love with Manhattan Beach because they have more of like oh, a downtown yeah. like walk around area, which is what I like. Yep, most definitely. All right, well, Philly got knocked down one slot in the census, but it's you know, all rigged. Whatever. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think it's any big deal. Whatever. We're well, still. We can't use the pool now. That's true. Yeah. We got kids. That's reserved for the first five states. The membership. Yeah. Uh, listen, I saw this other story that uh, kind of ties in with us a little bit. Uh, Carly Lloyd uh, it retired. She announced what? it. Oh. You remember that from the U.S. women's yes. soccer team? Uh, Carly's been by here a bunch of times. Yeah. Yes. Uh, local guy. Were we Jersey responsible gal. for the retirement? <laughs> uh, Did she mention us directly? She didn't mention us directly, but we're in her heart. Okay. Of uh, but I will never she, be good at my sport as they are at radio. Uh, she had uh, <laughs> two World Cup titles, two Olympic gold medals, and Olympic bronze medal from the uh, just ended Tokyo Games. She's awesome. Uh, she's two-time FIFA World Player of the Year. She will play four friendly matches this fall and end the season with her club team, Gotham FC. She just played in the Olympics, right? Yeah, she yeah. Just yeah. said okay. she won a, 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 a bronze. Uh, so she said in a press release, uh, through all the goals, the trophies, the medals, and the championships won, what I'm most proud of is that I've been able to stay unapologetically me. Uh, so she... Uh, she said, how should I say, listen, appearances on the President Steve Show. She had a hell of a career. Uh, one of her most famous moments was when she scored three goals within 16 minutes and the U.S. team's 5-2 to two win over Japan in the 2015 World Cup. Final. Yeah. I wonder if that was... She scored one, I saw. She was basically in midfield, and the goalie just stepped too far out of the box. Yep. Uh, I'm sorry, the goalkeeper, and she just kicked it. I mean, from 50 yards away. You don't you don't score from that far away at that level. You know, that's like a... Right. That's like a great... That's a rarity. Goal. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, good luck to you, Carly. And uh, Come by for a visit. What, what a career. Uh, and then there was this other thing, uh, and I had—I didn't even know this guy was still alive. So his name is Maki Kaji. Why is that familiar? He created Sudoku. Oh. Ah, there you go. And he just died. Oh. Uh, he had a bile duct cancer. I didn't know that that puzzle, that game, was young enough to have the creator still alive. You probably I thought, thought it, it was something general... like like. 1700s in Japan well, or yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I thought it was like, a, you know, crossword puzzles. Yes, that have always existed. For yeah. a long, long, long time. Uh, but yeah, he was only 69 years old. Oh my God. And he created that. Wow. And you find that in any Everywhere. Magazine. My rack, wife was my anywhere. wife was a Sudoku uh junkie for the longest <laughs> Loved time. It, right? yeah, Loved it. You know what? It didn't I it didn't show up in my local newspaper until much later on because I'd love the After Dondi. <laughs> After Dondi. No, but I would do the crossword puzzle and a word fine, but Sudoku didn't show up for a little while. I like playing it, but sometimes it will like, it really makes my brain hurt. Did you have sometimes. to read the Lockhorns first and then play Sudoku? Uh, no, I'm a Marmaduke guy. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of it, but I know that you, what you'd see in airports, Preston, constantly, you see people sitting there with their Sudoku, you know, grids and playing it. Uh, Rochelle does it all the time. Uh, she and her dad, actually, are really into it. I've never even tried it. Well, I'm glad honest. you said that because I haven't either. Yeah. And I don't get it. I do crossword puzzles. I love doing crossword puzzles. Uh, but uh, Sudoku's never been on my uh, on my radar. It's just that, uh, like Casey said, it looks like too much work. Did he have any? Did he ever have a, a follow up success? 
Uh, so he was the, like the rotisserie chicken. Uh, no, short-time rotisserie grill. Uh, maybe he's the yeah. Ron Popiel of Japan. I don't know, but he was the CEO of his puzzle company, which was called uh, Nikolai uh, Corporation. Nick, yeah, Nickelback. Uh, until July, and the name Sudoku is made up of the Japanese characters for number and single. Huh. So that's where he created it. Okay. Uh, the last Sudoku that I did wasn't too long ago, and I tried it because it said it was like um, intermediate. I was like, okay, I can do an intermediate, and I I start, I couldn't do it, and, yeah. and it was really... And you're good at this stuff. I, and normally I am, and I was getting so mad because I had gotten pretty far with it, and then uh, I realized the mistakes that I had made, and I was like, oh, and I, like an idiot, I did it in pen, and I got so... Frustrated. Help the creator. This guy's piled up cancer. <laughs> no, not that. I oh. didn't get mad at the guy who created. Okay. I was mad at myself, but like I'm, I'm trying to to come up with the we um the frustrated. The, yeah, I guess yes. frustrated. But it was like um there was almost like a like it was like a desperation frustration. Now correct me if I'm wrong, but the uh, the object of Sudoku is to get all the colors uh, correct on each side, right? Or am I no? That's Rubik's. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know how to play, nor do I want to learn how to play. So in the puzzle, uh, which he created to be easy, right. uh, players put the numbers 1 through 9 in rows, columns, and blocks without repeating them. And he came up with the idea for the puzzle in 1983. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm curious as to how much money he made. Just about the time that Flock of Seagulls was getting big. Wow. What a what a coincidence! Uh, so no, I'm I'm wondering how much money he made from this game alone. I mean, you have to imagine if he if he played his cards legally right, he yeah, probably if, made a mint. If you own that, if you yes. own that game, uh, anybody who ever prints that has to, I would imagine, give you you know if you have some kind of a patent on it. Right. What's the game you're playing now that you love? The the, the one that all you guys play? It's sort Catan. of a simple. Uh, what is it? What is oh it? Uh, yes, uh, Catan. Catan. Oh. So so um. You know, it's a fairly simple game, correct? Um, it's more complex okay. than this is, but there's there's trading and selling and moving and have you ever tried to invent a game? And and, yeah, um, stroking and taking <laughs> invent a game. Yeah, no, like on this. Um, have you? No, I hate yeah. games. <laughs> That's yeah. right. I forgot who I'm talking to. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't have enough. I, I don't have enough uh, creativity. Right. Uh, or ingenuity to come up with something like that. Because one of these clicks, oh, and, man. and you're set. You're set for life, absolutely. Uh, or at least until you're 69 and you die of, yeah. bile, duct, uh, die of bile duct cancer. So, uh, But I was surprised at that, uh, that the guy just yes. uh, was, was and, and even that young, 69, I would have thought it would have been much older. Well, you know, we found out what was some of the other, like the Ouija board, we thought was, oh, that had to be around since the Druids. Mm -hmm. And it was basically a Milton Bradley game from just a little while ago. Uh, speaking of games, uh, video gaming uh, apparently now you're talking has some exercise qualities to oh, it. Oh come on! It's true. New research suggests, uh, according to game platform Stakester, uh, they revealed in a new study that two hours of gameplay burned about 420 calories in men and 472 calories in women. Okay, how Why much is that? Because they're like jumping up and down. Uh, no, it's an uh, elevated heart rate if you're right. all excited oh, while you're play. Excited? That's it? Mm -hmm. yeah. no, I, that's I do stupid. the video games for my buys and tries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the CEO and founder, Tom Ferry, had said that he knew uh, an increased heart rate and gaming sweats burn calories, <laughs> but they were surprised by the actual metric, he said in a statement uh, tied with their research. 
Uh, 50 volunteer gamers were hooked up to smart devices that tracked their heart rate and energy consumption while playing two different video games. They played FIFA and Call of Duty Warzone yeah. uh, for two hours. And it says, and while performing sit-ups. Oh. oh, well, come so on now. exercising while they're playing. Well, there's a sit-ups that are doing it. Or are they comparing the people oh, to, to people doing sit-ups? As like a control I think that has to know. be because obviously the sit-ups would be responsible for right. it. And if you do sit-ups for an hour, yeah. good God. <laughs> <laughs> so, you do sit-ups for about so, 30 seconds uh-huh. and I'm fried. It has to be that an hour of intense video gaming it's is com- equal to doing an hour of sit-ups. So I was thinking, because I'm just thinking about Jace playing his video games, and uh, he plays a lot of like NBA games and stuff like that. So when he plays those sports games, he doesn't sit. There are games where he'll sit, yeah. but when he plays those specifically, he's like jumping up and down, and and sometimes when he's finished playing, like I, I'm looking at him like, did, did you just come in from outside? Like he's okay. all sweaty. Mm-hmm. I remember so playing that's what I was a very intense session of Cubert where I had to have my <laughs> corner guy cut my eye. <laughs> the uh, I so th- there was a study that says you burn eighty calories per hour just by sitting down and doing nothing. You burn eighty calories. Okay, so the the human. Metabolism, mm-hmm. yeah, will will burn and at if, that rate. And so, in the course of this show, which can run up to like five hours, mm-hmm. look at you, good guys are peeling yeah. off calories like white lips. I'm crushing it. In fact, I'm up. losing by standing up. And by standing up, you uh, burn an additional eight calories. So, so, Steve, you're burning. That's why I'm so ripped. More calories than we are per show. And then, if you walk, it's like 210. Walking calories. is for losers. Yeah. Well, but, listen, listen. I walked a lot when I was trying to initially lose weight. 50 yeah. pounds ago, that's what I did. Walking I... is actually a, is a, is a great exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did that help you, you think? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It definitely helps get things going, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, results show that male gamers, did I already say this, uh, burn an average of 210 calories and women an average of 236 during one hour of gameplay. That's interesting that women burn more calories than men. Because I always hear that women have a harder time... With uh, with fat burning and weight loss than men do, that it seems to be easier for yeah, men. Yeah, but Kathy? I bet you it has to. No, just get the hell Play out Call of here. Duty. No, yeah. absolutely not. <laughs> I can see Kathy with her headset on. No, but if it has to do with the heart rate and all of that, maybe women are getting a little more Man. frustrated or yes. excited. Throwing over... the controllers, they can't do the X, Y axis. Well, that's one of the reasons why I can't play these games. Really? So I, Jace will ask me to play. Sometimes there's two-player games, and, you know, he loves it so much. So I'm like, okay, I'll, you know, I'll play a couple rounds. But I'm like, what, what did we just play? Um, was it for, Call of Duty? No, it was something on, on Nintendo Switch. And, uh, like, I was like two or three rounds, and I'm like, okay, that's it. And he looked at me like I was nuts. He's like, <laughs> that's it? He goes, would just played three rounds. I'm like, yeah, that's, I'm good. That's like, that, yeah. That is, yeah, yeah. And I was getting so frustrated. Like, it kept falling off the same cliff into the same <laughs> okay. lava pit. Like, I'm yeah. getting, I'm done. So Dang. it can be, it can be overwhelming. Especially now, Nintendo Switch doesn't have a whole lot going on on the on the controller as far as some of the others go. Right, but, right. But with all these options and things, if there's too much and you're not into it, it's going to be, you're like, screw this. This, yeah. is, this is too much work. I'm not, you could, you, you yeah, gotta, you gotta exactly right. Yeah. The, the mistake a lot of people make is they don't spend enough time sampling other games and sampling types of games that they might like. Right. There's some that are just, are just not going to be your speed. I wonder if I would be any good at video games if I was a kid now, because I was only so good when Nintendo came out, and that was right. only two buttons. And I was only, you know, so good when Atari was a joystick and a button. And I watched my son play, and I, my eyes can't even follow what's happening on the screen, let alone, like, what he's doing with his hands. It's oh, insane. Yeah. Yep. I just started, during the time off, I picked up the uh, Iron Man VR, the virtual reality game. Yeah. And I'm like, I, you know, 
I, I took off. I started playing. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is so much fun. Yeah. And it's not even that good a game, but to look down and see yourself in the Iron Man suit yeah. and, and, and flying around and doing all that stuff. I mean, to me, I really, I really enjoy the VR aspect of this, even though not all of the games are all that good. No, but the VR but thing, still fun. it's a really cool experience and sensation. And, yeah. and, I, and I did the Iron Man based on uh, what you told me. I was yeah. like, this is really, really cool. Impressed. Your kids have the Oculus Rift. God, I love it. It's the, great. The pinball. Oh, my God. You know? And that's just a pinball game. Yeah. It's yeah. not even like a real big kinetic game. And I get stuck. I, I love it. It's so much fun. Uh, so, previous studies have shown marginal cognitive benefits to gaming, such as improved focus or spatial reasoning, and its potential as a diagnostic tool, including for autism spectrum disorder in kids and Alzheimer's in adults. And it's a money saver, too, because you don't have to pay for a girlfriend. And yeah. despite <laughs> countless hours spent seated in front of the screen, esports players are actually are, are notably fit compared to the general non-pro ga- uh, gaming population. So up uh, by up to 21% according to a joint university study last year. So the people that are doing it professionally yeah. are actually getting a pretty good workout at it. It's yeah. contrary to everything parents tell their kids. Yeah, well, Get outside! The the guys that uh, my son follows on like Twitch or, or whatever, these, these professional gamers, they are physically fit and right. you know they're not you know slovenly you know, uh, taking care of people like so. I'm sure they're going to the gym. <laughs> well, not just playing video. No, games. I know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I know that. But like to me, it's like okay. It, with the message that it sends to my son is like, you should also do other things besides you should in front be of dancing. The, yeah, and some of them are responsible. <laughs> some of them are responsible, and they will stream on Twitch from the gym and like talk to the same players that they're talking to during okay. the game. I've seen some of that. Can mm-hmm. I give a shameless plug while we're talking about yeah, Oh, yeah, Gavin. Um, my show, FTW Philly, um, it was nominated for four Emmys. Right? Wow. Did you yeah. get nominated personally as the host? I'm nominated as part of the show, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so while we were on vacation, I do a gaming show, for those of you who don't know. Right. It, on NBC Sports. FTW, F yeah. that word. What, <laughs> I, what does that stand for? For the win. Oh, for the win. Yeah. You okay. see it a lot of times now during uh, rain delays for the Phillies game. <laughs> it's filler. That's pretty cool. Congratulations. So yeah. Uh, yeah, while we were on vacation, they uh-huh. got uh, nominated. So congratulations to everybody who When are that. the, uh, is it local Emmys, I assume? Okay, yeah. when is oh, that? Yeah, it's the local Emmys. I'm not like right, yeah. the big things. So um, big. It's a day of the MMRBQ. So oh, September wow. 25th. So we have to postpone the barbecue. <laughs> Maybe we'll be making that announcement yeah. uh, from the stage here. Wow. Uh, By the way, have we found out anything about our... Uh, Nomin- uh, oh, yeah. Uh, no, we haven't found out about that yet. I've been looking. I haven't heard word one, and that usually means not good. Or they want Or really us. good, I don't or know. not very good at all. Uh, I want to go to Amy, going back to uh, Sudoku. Hi, uh, Amy, good morning. Good morning. What's up, Amy? Um, so Sudoku didn't really get uh, big in our area until about 2006, 2007. Um, the first national champion was at, uh, championship was at the Philadelphia Convention Center in 2007. Uh-huh. I just turned 16 and uh, won in my age group. Wow. wow! You won the national championship in in my age group for being a 16 year old. That's so pretty Are damn good. Damn me? That's good. awesome. Yeah. So how many what, how many hundreds of thousands did you get? <laughs> Nothing. Okay, nothing. Um, That's still listen. That is still pretty amazing. And I got a t-shirt. <laughs> a t-shirt. t-shirt. Oh, Stop it. Nice. That's funny. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't even like all that popular yet. So I think that's why I won. But like the next year, it was a lot more busy. Do you still play? I do, just for fun. 
And it's amazing. What what I'm blown away with is that the the books and the amount and and I guess the number combinations right. must be it must be uh, stratospheric. How many different combinations you can do with that? I guess. Yeah. I mean, every puzzle only has one answer, but but sure. Yeah. How long does it take you to crack a Sudoku puzzle or Sudoku? Uh, what the hell it is? Sudoku. If, yeah. If I'm doing well, if I'm practicing, a, a medium puzzle would take me three or four minutes. Three or four minutes. Three or four minutes. minutes. It take me three or what? four years. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, all right. Okay. So, what's your? Uh, if you can describe it in in very very short amount of time, what's your technique? Oh, um, it's it's purely pattern recognition, and you get to the point where you can just recognize like where the number is. Um, if it's in that column yet, if it's in that box yet, if it's in that row yet. Yeah. Um, it's really just recognizing patterns. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Do you do it in and pen? Scanning. Do you do it? Um, I can. Okay. Can. Can. Look at you. It's I like, don't, it's I don't like, write a number down unless I know it's for sure. Doing the New York Times crossword puzzle and pen, that's yeah. how you know you're a champ. Nice. Oh, I All can't right. do those. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Amy. Appreciate it. Yeah, have a good one. Yeah. He gave her a T-shirt. I try to do the. Uh, I try to do crossword puzzles in in, in pen. pen. Yeah. yeah, but listen, I'm doing easy crossword right. puzzles. Yeah. I'm not, there's no way the New York Times. I would never. The even, wheel goes I, round and I have picked <laughs> up. <laughs> I have picked up an NYT. You know, yeah. like, oh, like yeah, one's yeah, been yeah. laying out in the airport, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, ah, let me yeah. look at this, and like not one single uh-huh. clue can I get? <laughs> not one. The Daily Times, the Delco Times is so easy now. The, really? The crossword puzzle. Yeah, okay. it's gotten way easier over the years. What about Town Talk? I don't... <clears throat> There's always one clue. It's Town <laughs> Blank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh. I think Online. I, might, I might be able to pull that one off. All right. Uh, well, listen, anyway, we should take a break and come back in a moment because we do have some stuff to get to. The Bizarre Files coming up. Chelsea Handler is going to be on the show this That's morning. That's right. Uh, around 9. And don't forget, it is also Tattoo Day, so we have a $350 gift certificate for floating, world tattoo, and piercing to give away. Text the word tattoo to 39333. Let's see if you win before the show is up. Be back in a moment. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Can you believe football is back? This Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Interact Me, swoop in and win sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2022 Eagle season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve show. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. A couple of quick shout-outs, if you guys don't mind. Yes. Uh, this was said, say, good morning, it. Uh, and I'd like to give a shout-out to my girlfriend, Katrina. This Wednesday, August 18th, will be our ninth anniversary of being together. Uh, that you can read this whenever, because we podcast. Uh, she's a teacher. Works hard all the time, never gets the respect she deserves. She suffered a heart attack oh my God. right after last Christmas, has been de- last Christmas and has been dealing with a lot since. 
Uh, she is my best friend, and I love her greatly. I know that she'd love to hear this shard out, and she says, hap, or he says, happy anniversary, Peach, from your pumpkin. Aww. You guys rock, and we both love listening to you. Uh, sincerely, Jeffrey Hoffman. So here you go. Uh, this one says, hey, Preston, Steve, like to get a shard out uh, of to my soon-to-be husband, Vinny Iacono. Uh, we're getting married September 4th. Vinny grew up in Ridley, and he and his family have always loved the Preston and Steve show. After meeting Vinny three years ago, I, too, fell in love with the show. We listen to the podcast every day. Shout out would be an honor. You guys rock. And that is from Michelle Mickey Grandy in Asheville, North Carolina. So there's a shard there. And then this is an interesting one. And uh, sorry to hear. Um, but he says, uh, the writer says, hey, Preston and Steve show. I was wondering about this for a shout out. Uh, on the next go-around, long story short, on July 10th, I went to Christiana Hospital with a fever and infection. Ended up losing the bottom half of the of my leg oh. due to the infection. And the part that sucks is I'm a truck driver, and it was my moneymaker. I have a long recovery process ahead of me, and I will return to as much of a normal life as possible with prosthetic. Uh, I have to keep positive. And humor is my way of coping. So, Preston, how about a nice, super juicy shout out to my leg? <laughs> and he says, thank you for 41 years of service. Oh my yeah, God. man. To, wow. To his leg. And he says, I'll see you on the other side. Uh, you guys rock. And that is from Jeff Jackson in Wilmington, Delaware. So, dude, that sucks, man. I'm really sorry to hear about that. Now, I know they can make accommodations and adapt vehicles, you know, for uh, people who are uh, missing a limb. Uh, yeah. So hopefully he can get back to... Yeah. What he does for a living. I hope so. And then one last one. It says, uh, hey, Presbo, you guys freaking rock. My name is Minnie. I'm a longtime listener back to the Y100 Days. We would love to get a birthday shard out on or around August 5th for my partner Mark's birthday. So this came in while we were on vacation. Uh, he's a listener as well, and we often chat about things that we've heard on your show. Mark is turning 43, and to describe him as a DILF Ooh. would be an understatement. On top of being a total smoke show... He's the kindest, most hardworking man I've ever known. He's so special, and I've decided to let him try to knock me up. And he can tell you everything about snowblowers. Uh, hopefully, we'll have oh a little bun in the oven soon. Uh, it's an honor to be his partner, and I'm patiently waiting for a damn ring, she says. Wow. Please give him a big, juicy shout-out to celebrate. Thank you so much. And that is from Minnie. Minnie. So there is your shout-out, Minnie. She sounds smitten with him. She does. Yeah. Preston, can I do one really quickly? Yeah. For Sheila. Do you remember Sheila? We met at the Phillies game, part of the game day staff. The other oh, yeah. Day. Oh, my God. Huge fan. She works at the ballpark. Huh. Yeah, she was really cool. Yeah, she said her and her husband listen every morning. We took a picture. I texted it to her because she didn't have her phone, obviously, because she was working. She said um, she showed the picture to her kids, and they stopped me with an exasperated laugh and said, Mom, we know who they are. We've been listening since the Bizarre File, and we drive to school. And she said oh. they're 23 and 25 oh. now. So, wow. nice. Sheila and your family, thank you so much. And she was so sweet. It was so yeah. nice meeting her the she'd other been day. Wor- and she's been working there for a long time, oh. she was saying, like. Since the vet. Uh, since It was over 20 years or something, wasn't it? I believe so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, nice. Excellent. All right, Sheila, thank you. Let's do the B-File. Here we go. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You can download the DraftKings app and use the code ROCK to get in on the action. Okay, a former accounts manager for a nonprofit affiliated with the University of South Florida's medical school has pleaded guilty to embezzling almost $300,000 
13 million dollars spending most of it at an adult website. Um 13 million dollars? Dude, how do you even spend that much money? I mean, but, I after a while, don't you get sick of dildos? So, it's crazy. So Ralph Puglisi, who is 59 years old, is facing up to 20 years in prison under the deal. But plugs have just gotten boring. Which <laughs> reason he filed in Tampa's federal court. I don't even think he was getting... It was just for virtual stuff. Okay, oh, okay. So, so he's getting like uh, like uh, uh, streaming sex yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. So gotcha. Puglisi had worked for the University of Medical Services Association, which for the University of Medical Service... Or, I'm sorry, which provides... No. Staffing and support for USF Health and other medical providers in the Tampa Bay area. He spent almost $12 million at an adult website that allows users to subscribe to channels belonging to specific women who disrobe and engage in sex acts with live video. So he was probably buying them things. You know how they have the wish that, list exactly. and stuff? Oh, my but God. $12 million dollars is insanely obscene. An investigation showed that Puglisi uh, subscribed to a channel belonging to his stepson's fiance, and they split almost $750,000 in profits, with Puglisi taking 60%. So he was his stepson's fiance he was getting off to? And I guess they split some of the profits. I don't what? get that. So the investigative team deployed a working theory that Puglisi worked either with the principles of the adult content provider or with the female profiles of the adult content provider in order to financially benefit from funds charged. Wow. He's also accused of making $647,000 in payments to a limited liability company that he owned with his wife, plus other expenditures including $374,000 for personal travel, $191,000 in rent for a family member, and $120,000 on household improvements. But $12 million of it went to the porn oh site. Oh, my God. So wow. does he know what a nonprofit means? I'm not. Maybe yeah. he has a different interpretation of what that term yeah, actually you can spend, means. You can spend it on porn. Wow. All right. Wow. That's a lot of porn. Listen to this story. A Dutch man swallowed his car keys while vacationing in Barcelona and pleaded for help inside a supermarket, but he died because no one could understand what he was saying. Because it's a different language. And he had swallowed car, car keys. keys. They were stuck in his throat. <laughs> the 37-year-old tourist entered the store in a state of distress. He was in, an, uh, according to reports, he was in an evident state of excitement and causing altercations. Wow. So workers called the police. This guy's throwing a fit, and they yeah. don't know what's going on. What? So oh, was it was okay. it a, was it a fob or keys? It says keys. It says car keys, right. so I don't know. The, the, uh, so police tried to resuscitate him before the arrival of the... That's, med- not, gonna work. That's not gonna work? No. Okay. <laughs> Excuse Ew. me. Tracheotomy. Oh, tracheotomy. So gross. <laughs> every part of this. Uh, so police tried to resuscitate him before the arrival of medical personnel who discovered that he had the keys lodged in his throat. So if he had, a, if he had a fob as he was flailing, I wonder if his car was turning on and off. Uh, the paramedics removed the keys... <laughs> And rushed him to the hospital. <laughs> Are you saying things? Or... Oh, okay. Uh, and they rushed him to the hospital, and then he died the following morning. Uh, it was unclear if people could not understand him because he was speaking Dutch 
or if he could not uh, communicate clearly because of the items in his throat. And he did not say Barcelona. No, the police uh, forces investigating the incident, including how the keys ended up in his throat. Uh-huh. I'm guessing maybe you put them in your mouth, mouth. as you're trying to use your right. hands to, you know, put stuff in your Somebody car. Somebody slapped you on the back. Or something like that. I don't know. Hey, welcome to Barcelona. Wow. Okay, messed up story. All right. <laughs> Are you doing it or me? I don't know. All right, there we go. <laughs> Poor bastard. That sucks. That's yeah. a lousy way to go. All right, uh, so in the United Kingdom, uh, baked beans are very popular. Of course they are. Everyone knows that baked beans and... Beans and toast is a regular kind of uh, thing, so baked beans are quite popular. But a baked bean bandit is emptying cans of the stuff all over a village in a sticky reign of terror. Where is this guy? The... (laughs) (laughs) The mystery vandal has been covering doorsteps, homes, and cars with the famous orange sauce... Uh, the shocking turn of events is taking place in the pretty countryside village of Wanersh in Surrey. Uh-huh. Uh, it is home to just over 3,000 people with residents, understandably, rocked by the recent incidents. A Surrey police spokesperson said local officers have received reports of incidents in Wanersh where beans and other food have been poured onto residents' front doors and cars overnight. The victims are understandably distressed by this unacceptable behavior. It's disgusting. Local officers will be patrolling the area and keeping an eye out for anything suspicious. And... Those are some of the funniest are, the, the super high-pitched To parts. be honest, yeah, yeah. yes. Uh, so, officers uh, shared some of the pictures of the messy crime scenes. In one picture, four empty cans of Heinz beans are discarded near a doorstep studded with little orange beans. While another shows a gray car with sauce dribbling down the driver's window, leaving an unsightly orange smudge. This is an insane sort of vandalism. However, some residents have seen the funny side while urging police to catch the criminals. So. I didn't even know you had those. Yeah, I, they've been sitting here all this time, and I've never used them. Little squeaky farts. What is that? <laughs> That's you, Casey? That's uh, my buddy Jeff's new fart. He so, just sent to me. So yesterday, <laughs> and that's the bizarre file, by the way. That's his last story. Yesterday, I'm sitting here, and normally when Casey lets lets things oh, fly, yeah. I don't have <laughs> too much of a problem with it. it in, in certain circumstances, I'm like, really, dude? Yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting here. I'm eating my lunch. Oh, boy. I eat right here where I sit for the show. Yeah, that's... And I'm eating my lunch, and then I hear this. Oh. <laughs> okay, so I... I you going to do it? Yeah. Okay. So I hear this. We need to edit this. This is your friend Jeff actually farting. I hear this behind me, and I turn around, and I go, dude, dude, I'm eating lunch, all right? Like, you snapped at him. I was like, and I, but I could see what was going on, and I knew it was on his phone. Okay. And I was like, oh, this is great. Because I was going to, that was the one time I was really going to have an you issue. Uh-huh. Like, dude, I'm eating my lunch, man. Yeah. And I turn around, and he's holding his phone there, there and that's go. where the sound effects is coming. I want you to do that every time, every phone time? or not. Yeah. That is all I have in the bizarre file for now. Uh, can I give one of these away? I would do love it. it if you did. We made this announcement yesterday. Um, John Mulaney has sold out eleven shows. 
astonishing. At the Academy of Music. And we just announced a 12th show. And it will be on October 12th at the Academy of Music. Now, tickets go on sale today at 10 a.m. But I'll take caller number 19 and we'll give you a pair of tickets right now. Am I to... Are there two shows some days or... Are we talking a show a night? I think twelve separate shows. I think it's a show a night because I I believe his shows were running October first through the eleventh. All right, okay. and wow. then uh, wow. he added a twelfth show on the. 12th. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Car nineteen two one five two six three WMMR. You will get to go see John Mulaney at the Academy of Music, and like I said, tickets go on sale today at ten a.m. via Ticketmaster.com. So come and get them. We'll take a break, and we'll come back in just a moment. Another comedy show coming to the area, at least Atlantic City, where we uh, Chelsea Handler. Yeah. Yes. Her on the program in a little bit too, so stay there. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You Help You Line. Hi, this is Tommy at TLA Signs in Truvos, Bucks County. We've been in business for over 30 years. We design, manufacture, and install interior and exterior signs, specializing in hand carved signs with gold leaf gilded lettering. We also design graphics and lettering for trucks, vans, and complete fleets of vehicles if needed. Please check us out at mytlasigns.com. That's mytlasigns.com. Or call me, Tommy, at 215-499-6961. Thank you, President Steve. Next message. Hey, it's Brianna from Baskets by Brianna. If you're looking for a unique and thoughtful gift for any occasion, Baskets by Brianna has you covered. It's so important now more than ever to show your loved ones you care, and I would love to help you do that. Find me on Facebook and Instagram to get started at baskets underscore by underscore Brianna. Brianna spelled B-R-I-A-N-N-A. I offer local delivery in Bucksco and the surrounding areas and can ship anywhere in the U.S. Thanks, Preston and Steve, for getting the word out and rock on. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. So we've, we've passed the uh, the midpoint of August, so, you know, school mode is something that's kind of... unbelievable. ...phase in. And yeah. Uh, I'm not sure when... Um, uh, students will report to colleges and and get set up for living. You know, it's happening now. now. It's happening now. now. Yeah. Well, then this is the perfect time to bring up this subject. Uh, BuzzFeed uh, reached out and asked for the worst roommate horror stories, and of course, there's, there's always tons. tons they of they them. get and and new ones get generated all the time. I wonder though, like last year, was not a lot. Going no, on, right? Yeah, a lot of them were home. Uh, I had my neighbor is going to Westchester, and she was home for uh, the she was home for all of the semester uh, or all of the year, and then uh, during the summer she did some sort of semester where she was able to go and have a roommate and have a roommate. I think, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I thought I'd share some of these stories just to prepare you uh, in case uh, you have an unsavory. Uh, experience, you're not alone. Right, yeah. Um, so there there are several of these that came in, and, and if you want to certainly share an interesting roommate story, uh, feel free to call us at 215-263-WMMR. Uh, this one says, uh, I had a roommate who dated a guy who stole our flat screen TV and sold it for an ounce of weed. <laughs> when my other roommate and I found out, we asked our landlord, because it was a landlord-provided TV. Right. So we asked our landlord to terminate her lease immediately. 
Uh, she ended up coming back with her boyfriend and a gang of people and burglarized the entire building, huh. three apartments. So, I mean, just flat-out criminals. Okay. You know? Yes. Uh, and that, there's no way a lot of times you would know that when you first no. move in with someone. No. They never put it as part of their thing. Right. What are you into? Yeah. Larceny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Robbery. Um, a lot of it's, uh, it, I mean, it is different than from when we went to college because they can, you know, they can almost meet, like, with FaceTime and all that right. stuff. Like, they're they're meeting and they're getting to know their roommate much more than we did, where we just, like, I just showed show up, up and, uh, and I was you get ma- what you get. matched yeah. with this girl, and we had to uh, fill out, you know, a questionnaire before we went. And uh, How elaborate was that questionnaire? Well, it was things like, do you smoke? Do you uh, lazy your beef? No, mm-hmm. and, like, your, your hobbies, like, like uh, the girl that I originally lived with um, played softball. Like, we had absolutely, okay. I, I don't know how they matched us, because we had absolutely nothing in common. She might have lied on her questionnaire. Well, Casey, because that's so- what I said. She, yeah. she probably lied because of her parents. She wow. said she didn't smoke she was a smoker she smoked in the room i what? like oh it drove me nuts i moved i moved out before we were like allowed to move out and the okay. R, the ra was like you have to go back to your room i was like i'm not going back there hey yeah. question Sorry. did you yeah. call, did you call her out and say look you said on this survey you don't smoke or you just didn't no, do it because i did yeah. it because i well because I she wasn't doing it in front of me like she i would leave the room she would smoke probably blow it out the window in the you know but we had like oh, cinder on. block walls with yeah. a tiny window right. and you know so when you came in it, it smelled like smoke she wasn't doing it in front of me but like i again i didn't know her i knew yeah. nothing about her she wasn't a friend so i wasn't gonna be like you're smoking right you know? right yeah, my roommate and I freshman year, we ended up, we had each other's phone numbers and we talked on the phone once or twice prior to moving in. And we were able to, okay, well, listen, I have the TV. I have a stereo. You know, you don't need two TVs. You don't need two stereos. I don't need two of these. You know, so we did that. We talked about, you know, things like smoking. Do you smoke? Eh, yeah. I smoke sometimes or, you know. Uh, and so my roommate, my freshman year and I, uh, we had zero issues. I think the only issue we ever fell into uh, was uh, we ended up sort of pining after the same girl. Oh, uh, that's yeah. a problem. Yeah, but I pined first, so I, I called dibs. You called dibs? <laughs> Uh, by the way, uh, you don't get to call dibs. She gets to call dibs, right? So, <laughs> oh, she has a say in it as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As oh, it I turns see. out, yeah. they have a say first, right? And who, she picked me. She took you. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so dibs were called. Yeah. Did you openly have uh, relations in front of this roommate? No. Just to make him really jealous? No. On no. him one time. One time. <laughs> one time. Uh, but uh, you know, when I wasn't like. But anyway, uh, I didn't know it was. I didn't. I. I thought it was clear that I had liked this girl and she was around so much to hang out with me right. that he ended up kind of well, falling for her as well. Same deal. Well, I'll yeah. tell you this. So so let me ask you then. Is I assume it's standard practice now you're talking about in this day and age where you can actually sort of uh, uh, communicate vis-a-vis Zoom or whatever and you get, get to know each other. But um, uh, are there colleges that simply just say you get what you get? Um, we're just putting oh, you together. No. I, I mean, mean to well, me, that, that would be fraught well, yeah. with peril. But, th- I mean, that that was my situation. Right, yeah. I mean, yes, we but filled out. But she said she lied. Well, so. we, well, no, we filled out the questionnaire, yeah. but we didn't get to pick each other. We oh. were put together by the school. Right. Mm. Yeah, this list is already making mine not feel so bad. Nah. I used to get mad because uh, my roommate, who I was nothing like, we did the quick phone call, I have the fridge, you have this. But we only had one computer, so she would shut off my instant messenger all the time. After I'd spent like 20 minutes putting out the perfect like away message. Right. And then I would come back from class and she would put her own up there. Oh. She was all filled with hearts and goofy things. She didn't like with Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, real quick, let me read this. Uh, it says, uh, once after coming back from class, I opened the door and immediately started tearing up and coughing. Turns out she and her friend 
were drinking and thought it would be funny to pepper spray the entire room. <laughs> oh, my God. All the, she- all the sheets had to be changed because they sprayed it directly on my bed for some reason. I had to camp in my friend's room till the next day. She ended up cleaning everything, but still, who does that? That's a lunatic. Let me let me get a call real quick here. I'm going to go to Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, Nicole? So, in college, I had a roommate. I came home one day, and I actually caught her cleaning her toenails with my toothbrush. Oh, she what? was cleaning her toenails oh, with your God. toothbrush? So, were you that- guys feuding? Oh, it was, it was, she was just dirty. She was a dirty So to to Casey's question, were you guys having um, issues prior to that and that was revenge or she just by happenstance used your toothbrush? I caught her doing. We, wow. we, had, we had problems after that, I'll tell you. Well, she clearly had a problem with you because I I'd, um, I knew this person, this uh, female who, uh, prior to breaking up with her boyfriend, cleaned the entire bathroom with his toothbrush. Like, she hated this guy and, right. and things were over. Yeah. And so she wanted to. Yeah, that's like the, the toothbrush is the go-to. Uh, right. Is it really? Well, yeah. 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 She yeah, told me that she didn't know it was my toothbrush. I said, we only have two toothbrushes. Right. Uh, I thought it was someone else's. Ew, that is disgusting. Yeah. That's okay. You're all right to murder I, her. And what, yeah, what did you do, I, I, Nicole, I, I, at that I, point? I, what did you do to confront her about it? I put bleach in her conditioner. <laughs> you put bleach in her conditioner? conditioner? Yeah. <laughs> did, did it bleach her hair? Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> yes. Did you do that before awesome. or after the toothbrush thing? Yeah, there was a good three weeks there where we were just back and forth trying to each other. Oh, oh wow. God. God. Wow. And then would you put lye in her Gatorade? <laughs> Dude, that would have killed her. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. I wish you're, if you're upping the game. Wow. Bleach in her conditioner. I like that. Kudos to you, Nicole. <laughs> All right. You know, it's always we'll something I've wanted to see in practice, Preston, is the private Benjamin putting the, the blue, uh, the blue dye yeah. in a shower in head. In a shower head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of my friends in college, her roommate, um, was a little nutty. And uh, I'll preface this by saying she was not a lesbian and did not like her in any way. But my friend would find her bras in after she would wear them. She would, you know, put them in the laundry. The roommate would take them out of the laundry, put lipstick on, put kiss marks on her bra, and then put it back in the laundry. So when she would go to do her laundry, she would find kiss marks all over her bra. So her friend was, this roommate Roommate. was clearly a lesbian. No, I'm saying she wasn't. The girl. The girl was not a lesbian. Why, not why was she doing that not then? Because she was nuts. She okay. wasn't a lesbian. She was nuts. She just liked to kiss bras? No, she she did like other stuff in school. She she was a little crazy. But wow. yeah, she used to put kiss marks on her bra. Here's like, some what other, the hell? Other texts coming in from uh, Nightmare Roommate Stories. Uh, this says, my wife's college roommate used to invite her mom to sleep over in their room unannounced. <laughs> no. That's, That's right out of the Goldbergs. <laughs> and her and her mom would share a bed. Okay. Oh, my God. Uh, this is his old roommate from hell would leave her poop-filled underwear in our living room closet. She was of sound mind. She just would throw it in there, it says. Okay. Poop-filled? Yeah. So what about using the bathroom? And his last one says, uh, freshman year roommate sold weed. I'd wake up at like 3 a.m. on weekdays to strangers in the room buying drugs. So just a regular <laughs> yeah. drug dealer yeah. in I lived, the room. I, I bet lived, you that's pretty common. I lived with 10 girls at one point. Oh. We had one huge house, and there were 10 of us in there. And How many per room? Two per room? Uh, except, no, me and, no, three of us had our own rooms. Um, because Out of ten, it couldn't. Did all of you get along great? No, 
Okay, I didn't think so. There's no way, right? No. All right, so yeah. three of you guys had your own rooms, which means somebody had a triple. Yes, somebody did have a triple. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh, was that the broadcast? But it was like a huge... Like, upstairs was huge. It, yeah. it was a very big house. Right. How um, many bathrooms? There, oh, there was uh, there was only two bathrooms. Wow. Yeah. Ten people. I was in a nine, like, suite with one bathroom, and there was so much hair on the wall of the shower. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. oh we had Yeah, that's a, a thing, right? It's oh a thing. God. You just put your hair there, and sometimes you forget to clean it off, or sometimes you just don't care, and you leave it for the next person. You don't right. care about the hair there? Right. I would say, uh, <laughs> you ever see... There was a, uh, a Shark Tank thing where somebody came up with an invention that was basically to remove that disgusting hair from the... Uh, now, obviously, I don't deal with it because I'm bald and I mm-hmm. have my own shower, but, yeah, that's disgusting when you see hair stuck to the, the oh. wall. Well, you're supposed to, If you put your hair there, you're supposed to take it down before right. you get out of yeah. the shower. But we had a chore chart, so everybody <laughs> had to follow the chore oh, chart. And, and, yeah, when it was bathroom week, oh, God, it was awful. Oh, so two sucks. bathrooms for seven women? Uh, nine, no, it was, nine, it was it was ten. ten. Yeah, oh. at one point it was ten. Uh, yes, and it, it just w- and no, like you got I got along maybe with two people. <laughs> like it was, and we chose each other. It, it wasn't so seven right. others didn't like you. Mm. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I don't think anybody liked well, me in that house. The bathroom situation sucked be- uh, on on the weekends because we, we you know cleaning people that clean the bathrooms, but you had cleaning people. Well, I lived on campus. It, like, in a house, though? Yeah. Yeah, it was an on-campus oh, house. Have that. Yeah, no, it was on-campus house. It was on That's ca- awesome. It was campus housing, but uh, they didn't clean Saturdays and Sundays, so if somebody yacked in the bathroom and left Ew, it, it yeah. I mean, it stayed in there all They cleaned up your freaking throw weekend. up? I didn't clean it up. I didn't no, no, throw the cl- up. The cleaning yeah, people? That's, yeah. Well, wow. So wow. that's almost like a hotel level. But oh, yeah. I would, oh, that's disgusting. Let me go to uh, Brian. This is an interesting one. Hey, Brian, good morning. Yo, Brian, you're on the air, buddy. Uh, you hear me? Yes. Yeah, so uh, I went to Widener about a while ago, graduated in 2010. My senior year, I had a four-person suite, two bedrooms, two people each, and I unfortunately got the male prostitute in my room. You had a male prostitute in your room? Yeah, and he used our room to conduct his business. So he would have clients come in, uh, and what were were these women like? Men or or women? women? Sorry, what was that? Were, were they men or women that he was servicing, or both? Uh, they were women. Okay. Older women? No, they were college age from like Westchester. What? There are college age women that are you don't paying have prostitutes? To pay for yeah, right. In college. College. <laughs> That's where you go to get laid. <laughs> what are you doing it wrong. About? You're doing it wrong. <laughs> In fact, you can make money using, as a woman. Was he an actual prostitute, or are you just saying he slept around? He got paid. Uh, I saw money exchange. Hey. All right, wait a second. Let me ask you, Brian. Was he like super good looking or something? Um, I guess. I mean, he was like a ball set guy. Like a what? Um, he was a ball sack guy. He was what? a ball sack guy. Oh yeah, I know those guys. <laughs> yeah, women who like huge ball sacks. <laughs> uh, no, tall, fit guy. Tall, tall, fit, fit guy. Okay. Not a ball sack. Right, so, guy. how often was he turning tricks? Uh, a couple times a week. Wow. Uh, At college with college age women. Were you college is where you... <laughs> Yeah, so I, I started sleeping in the living room until he got mad that I was he thought I was making him look bad, so then I moved out. You moved out. Were wow. you ever tempted to uh well, it worked out. It, it worked out because I, I uh, became an RA and got my own free apartment. And oh, all right. Done. All right, cool. All right. Interesting. All right, thanks, a Male Brian. prostitute at college servicing co-eds. That's a... 
What? That's an achievement right yes. there. Yes. That's, uh, wow. That's what you call bringing sand to the beach. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm going to go to Scott. Hi, Scott. Uh, you're on. Good morning. Hey, guys. Good morning. Sorry to bother you at work. It's all good, my man. What's up? Uh, so freshman year, I had two roommates, right? And the one before he went for a date decided to shave his pubic hair on our mutual bathroom floor. But oh, the man. problem in and of that itself is that he decided not to clean it up. Ew. So my third roommate got extremely pissed off about it, took a dustpan, swept up all the pubes on the bathroom floor, which oh, I'm yeah. sure had other gross stuff on it, too, uh-huh. before yep. freshman. Yeah. And then he put all the pubes and whatever else was on the floor into the guy's giant jug of protein powder. Oh, <laughs> So when this guy went to the gym like three times a week, he was drinking his own puke. Oh, oh my God. God. Well, that's a contest. Oh, this dude is hairy. hairy. Yeah. Yeah. That he, was, he didn't even know that it happened, the guy that was drinking his pubes, oh. until he took this healthy sip and pulled this long, curly hair oh out of Oh, my, my God. That's excellent. Well, have we ever done that? We've had the... the- we have people eat pizza. them. Yeah, yeah we yeah. did hair pie. We right. put it on pizza. But drinking. No, that's disgusting. That's nasty. It was horrifying, man. It was horrifying. And then on top of that, to make it even worse, after he scooped the pubes into his protein powder, I kid you not, he took the guy's toothbrush and ran it around the underside lip of the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so that's a common See, told one. told you the toothbrush is yeah, a go-to. Yeah. All right. Thanks, yeah, Scott. I love it. See you, man. Yeah. I thought he was going to say he put it uh, on his pillow because we used to do that with the dishes. Pubes? No, yeah, the, like I thought he was going to say yeah. they scooped... He he scooped it up and put it in the in the guy's bed because we used to take the dirty dishes. If you left dirty dishes in the sink, they went in your bed. And like, would you put the cover over them and everything? Oh, yeah, or, like, yeah, yeah, or under the oh, pillow. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I like that. See that that uh, yeah, there there you that would drive me crazy. That that sort of just uh, you, you got to clean up your own stuff. I would that would just send me over the top. God, we, I there's so many stories like about my roommates. They weren't they weren't terrible besides the the first roommate in freshman year. Did they leave year. their, their, their poop was, underwear in the closet? No, but when you when you live with that many girls, like yeah. there was one that, you know, she she liked sex, so with different people. And uh, How many people? I I don't know, yeah. but we like, you know, it was it was an old house, so you yeah. could hear like right. you know, right. we knew when that when <laughs> That's definitely a common one. Uh this T- uh, tweet that came through says, my roommate freshman year at uh, UArts uh, spent a Friday night listening to every version of the song Mad World, possibly on repeat for hours, while meowing on the phone to her long-distance boyfriend. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my friend... Meow, 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 meow. He was in a triple uh, his freshman year, and, and this isn't a bad roommate story. This is amazing. His roommates went home every weekend. So wow. left him to the place he had. And Good so when, if you had a triple, like your room was way yeah. bigger than, than a normal room. And so he had this all to himself every single weekend. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, we'll go back to the horror stories. They have Stu. Good morning, Stu. Good morning, everybody. How's it going? Good. What's up, bud? I had a roommate back in 2000. So I'm old. But he got a second degree sunburn. And for the week after, shit, a recliner in the living room to the point he had a semicircle of skin around his feet. So he was, he okay, so he got this nasty sunburn and he was shedding his skin. And he what was, was he like? Was, like it, a, was, he was, was he picking it off? Like a reptile. Yeah, he was picking he was it off and like leaving it there? Oh. It was like a, it literally was in a circle around <clears> his quote unquote chair. I oh, mean, nasty. You gotta, you're like subhuman if you're doing that kind it's, of crap and you're sharing the, the place with other people. For just, you know, and 
you know, I mean, we lived in a, we lived in a frat house, you know, fraternity residence, if you want to say that or whatever. But that was the cake. Like that was the the cream, the cherry on top of the gross scale was wow. the the semicircle of skin. Nasty. It was just, uh, Thanks, dude. <laughs> Cubes in the shake yeah. still win. At a frat, as as and you were in a fraternity, Casey. As much partying as there is going on and all that stuff, there is still there's still responsibility. Don't don't, don't people? No, I guess not. Well, I can no, tell so my, 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 well, hang on. My like um, part of it is to keep things in order. Right? My uh, experience was way different than let's say Nick. Nick lived in a fraternity house that was off campus, where you know. We, um, you act, but they also had a house mom. Yeah, you but, know? they had a house mom. So, yeah, yeah. So, well, at least I mean, I can speak to Westchester. So, they, the fraternities were not. They were uh, sanctioned by the school, but the fraternity houses were not. So the fraternity houses were off campus. So they were a mess. They were disgusting. Okay. They, yeah. There were parties in the basement. I mean, right. they, those were the best parties you could like possibly go to. Like Animal House stuff. Like yeah. Animal House stuff. Absolutely. There were there were chickens in the house, there, like <laughs> jungle juice in trash cans that we yeah. were drinking. I mean, it was full on that. But there are also responsibilities that go with being in Greek life and being in a fraternity or a sorority. So we would have to go to meetings every Sunday. We had, you know, Thursday nights. We had mixers with the other fraternities and things like that. So there were things um, through the school that you had to do. There was, you know, obviously there was some sort of charity you were related to. You you raised money. You did actual things. Right. Okay. Uh, here's uh, here another example uh, that I saw. It says, uh, I moved in, uh, I moved to the city, had a friend say she wanted to move there too, and I told her to, uh, to do so and that she could stay with me until she found her own place. It says, big mistake. Uh, anyway, I used an epilator to get rid of my leg hair. I usually lay a towel down on the bathroom floor, and when I'm done, I shake the towel out the window. It's only leg hair. She decided she wanted to try to epilate instead of shave. I told her the machines can be pricey. She's welcome to use mine if she sees something she'd like to invest in. I come home and go to the kitchen. There's pubes everywhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stuck to the wall. What's on with the, floor, the pubes? Everywhere. I told her to clean it up as soon as possible, and it's where we eat our food, and I was having people over for my birthday. She cleaned it up by sweeping the floor only. When my friends put my birthday cake on the table, you could see the pubes merely inches Dear away, God. stuck to the wall, lying on the table. Oh, and after that, I found out she broke the epilator, too. So, Jesus. the pubes already, folks. And just all you got to do is clean up after. I mean, pubes of all things. Yeah. You put that, you're supposed to put that stuff in your creatine. Right. Yeah. That's, we, we've learned that this morning. Uh, this one says, uh, stole another housemate's ID, opened a bank account in their name, stole a check. Uh, from a housemate, wrote it to himself using the name on his fake account so that he could pin it on someone else. Thankfully, his plan didn't work because we were already getting suspicious of him. Our house was a lot happier after we kicked him out. So it's that, that was a, yet That's another just a criminal. I, I, I wouldn't be able to tolerate Thank God. I, so I went to a commuter college, so I didn't have any experience with this sort of stuff. But I would have freaked the hell out. Here's another one that says, uh, an old roommate of mine would not flush the toilet. Oh! It's like he didn't know that it was possible to dispose of poop and pee by pulling a handle. Oh, and he would vomit almost every day and never once clean up the poop stains that he left in the toilet. That one is always a head scratcher to me. No, I walking can't take in and it. seeing an unflushed toilet can't take it. I mean, it's why there's a mechanism there. In our, we have automatic automatic toilet flushers yeah. here. Sometimes yeah. they don't work. You always make sure that it flushes before you leave the bathroom. And yep. here's the deal. If, if Or you're a dead man. If for some reason you don't do that to, I don't know, save water, just know that the next person in there is going to flush it before they do their business. Yes. So you're not saving you're right. water. You're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, it's not some that. sort of joint effort. Yeah. Uh, let me go to one more call, and then we got to take a break. I'm going to go to uh, Austin. Austin, good morning. 
Good morning, it. Good morning, it, sir. What's up? I had a roommate freshman year. I just graduated a few years ago, and he would have sex in my bed. In your bed. In with, the bed with you. So it was a triple. The room was a double, but we had three guys in there, and I was the bottom bed. They both had top beds, and they'd have sex in my bed. Not when I was there, but I'd come back. I made sure to be out of there as much as possible. But I'd come back. Bed would be all disheveled. Never saw any stains, but I knew that was what was happening because one time they were just sitting on the bed, and I think they, like, heard me coming in or something. I don't know. But I am, like, 99% sure that they had sex in my bed. So, so no, no stains, no wet spots, no nothing. No stains, but I mean, I'd wash the sheets as soon as I as soon as I'd I burn the out, sheets. Like, right, right. I'm washing the whole bed. Yeah, <laughs> that's geez. a that's a regular too. All right, thanks, Austin. I appreciate it. Well, people are starting to uh, to uh, meet their new roommates yeah. now, getting ready for the uh, uh, the semester and good all that. Luck. So good luck. We Godspeed. <laughs> we wish yeah. you the best. Trim your pews before you go to school. And no matter what, even even if you do get to meet people ahead of time via Zoom or whatever it may be. You still can only tell so much by yeah. that until you get in, live yeah. with somebody. You, live with them. you find out what it's all about. We got to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Chelsea Handler will be joining us when we return. Stay there. What's new? Glad you asked. Volbeat. The record company. Fozzie. New music, more of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Our next guest is going to be in town, or at least in our vicinity, in Atlantic City, New Jersey, the Borgata, uh, in November. Uh, but tickets for the show will go on sale. When do tickets go I, I think on, they're sale? on sale? Right now. All right, because they we, better had, be. we had a discrepancy on the sheet here, and I wanted to make sure I got that cleared up. But she's phenomenal. I'm going to play a little piece of. Where's our music right that here. you were going to play right here? Here it is. Yeah. <laughs> She uses this music in a video on social media that was just laugh out loud funny. She's laugh out loud funny, and we're very excited to have uh, coming to town for the vaccinated and horny tour. Love that title. Please welcome Chelsea Handler. Hey. To the show. Hey. Hi, Chelsea. Oh my God, you boys! How are you? <laughs> we're wonderful. How you doing? I love talking to the East Coast as first thing in the morning from the West Coast. Oh. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> and, you know, and, you know, we're, we're all, you know, geared up or ready to go, and there's that, that time difference. It seems such so anomalous, I'm sure. But listen, one, one of my favorite things that I reference it with the music there is the video of you skiing, topless, smoking, drinking, <laughs> the, the sparklers and everything. I just thank you for that. <laughs> Well, first of all, thank you for appreciating it because it took a long time to film something like that because Ski Patrol knows. I do this video every year annually in Whistler where I ski topless with a margarita and a joint. And so <laughs> Ski Patrol is always lo- looking out for me around my birthday. But they don't know that I sneak in early and I, I shoot it right before my birthday. So on the day of my birthday, Ski Patrol was skiing all around Whistler trying to find me topless. Oh, that's and I was funny. like, you guys, that was yesterday. Today I have clothes on. See, that's a brilliant methodology. Now, I have to ask, when you are smoking cannabis, is it your own line of cannabis? I assume it would be, correct? Oh, no. It's been taking forever to put out my own line of cannabis because it's just been such a... Well, you know, it's a very male-dominated industry, and I have a female company, and it's been very, very hard to kind of make 
to understand how the business works. So no, my brand isn't out, but really? I'm a very big. Ad- I I'm, I don't have my brand out yet, but I'm a very big advocate for cannabis, and I think that everyone and anyone should give it a whirl. Well, it seems weird that that would be like uh, that there'd be male do- that, like if you figure an industry is going to be chill, it's going to be the cannabis industry, but that there's there's a lot of barriers. Well, there's a lot of men working in there, you know. So there's a lot of potheads that have to die, kind of join forces with like CEOs of places like Lululemon and Whole Foods <laughs> to kind of combine <laughs> combine the efforts of the potheads with the professionals, and that is a very hot mess situation. So wow. it's just coming together where people are kind of getting their acts together. Yeah, but it's been taken. It's taken a long time to launch my brand. So my brand is not at market yet, but um, hopefully one day it will be. Well, uh, the, the name of the tour, which we were saying, is very funny, Vaccinated and Horny Tour. And and you, from what I understand, have gotten during the whatever the hell we're in. I keep saying the height of the pandemic. Who knows where the hell we are now? But anyway, you had some sort of um, uh, hacks, so to speak, to still maintain a social life. Is it true you're actually conducting COVID tests at your house for possible suitors? That's correct. I consider myself a medical professional, even though I have no degree or certification for any such behavior. Right. And so what I got, I got those Q Health COVID tests that you could have at your house. So you get like 20, 30 tests. And then, you know, you have a guy come over, interview in my backyard for the position of, well, penetrator. (laughs) Penetrator. Yeah. You give him the test. And then you go back inside and it takes about 20 to 30 minutes to run the diagnostics. And in that time, you can just talk and make sure, you know, that he's not wearing a pinky ring or, you know, something that's going to make you or say anything that's super annoying, you know. know And if they did, if they did say something annoying or that, you know, I just couldn't couldn't go through with the act of. Of penetration, I would just come back outside and tell them that they're positive and that they—that's brilliant. Oh, well that done. is, brilliant. and that should be something <laughs> in the world of dating that should port well past the pandemic. Just you know, and that listen, uh, uh, that gives you a, a nice buffer to assess. And you said so. The pinky ring is a deal killer. What What are your immediate four or five just visual things that will say, okay, this this is not going to work? Great question. One, a great, great question. One is a po- ponytail if you are balding. If oh, you have yes. no hair at the top of your head and you're wearing a ponytail, then mm. that's really, that's an, that's not attractive. You yep. need to either just commit to shaving your head or not wearing a ponytail. Mm. The other thing is flip-flops. I have a real issue with flip-flops, and men are very defensive because they think that's the only option in the summertime. Right. But I like to remind men that, you know who else wears flip-flops? The Taliban. <laughs> okay. The Taliban wears well, uh, absolutely. I need I need a uh, clarification on this. What about sandals? Sandals are okay, but like you know, like Birkenstocks men have a real issue. Like I'm not going to wear Birkenstocks. It's like, hey, I have news for you. Flip flops on a man, especially with the more material they have, are the single most unattractive thing a man can do. <laughs> okay, because so I have been wearing. Just... I, I'm sorry, I've been wearing Birkenstocks exclusively during the summers, probably since. I graduated in college in 97, so I just wanted to make sure I, I didn't fail that part of the test here. No, no, no. You're definitely, a, I mean, you're definitely a candidate for somebody to have sex with. Oh, so. there we go. All right. And then no, you have been, any other obvious ones that we're missing on the list? I mean, like, jewelry is pretty gross on a man, you know, like, that's not a turn on. Any sort of, you know, ring or thick necklace is not good. Um 
yeah, you know, men who talk about men, men who mention their balls the first time they meet you. Yeah, that's yeah. That's <laughs> Have you encountered that often? Yeah, on that. <laughs> the men who brag about their balls? They don't brag about it, but they'll just bring it up. And I think, you know, people think, oh, it's Chelsea Handler. Like, she doesn't care about anything. Yeah, I definitely don't care about balls. And I don't (laughs) want to hear about them. And I've given you no indication that that is something that I want you to bring up with me. I wonder, Chelsea, because of that, because of your comedy and your your very free spirit, Mm. but people sometimes don't realize that there is a percentage of amplification that would take place when you're on stage as opposed to what you really want when you're at home. And is that something you constantly have to negotiate with guys you're dating? Well, no, because, I mean, what I'm saying on stage and what I'm saying in public is specifically I've given very specific instructions to men. Right. To men. (laughs) To men publicly for for almost 20 years. It's like, so they can't, you know, it's not like I've told them not to talk about their balls. Yet (laughs) men think that when they're around me, they have to say, like, outrageous things. Right. Like, no, 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 no. I, I, I I might be outrageous. I'm not asking you to be outrageous with me, you know? Right. Yeah, no, I, I can definitely see that. I wanted to get your opinion because it's happening now. Uh, we see uh, with um, with Ben Affleck and uh, Jennifer Lopez and, you uh, and you know, people who are going back to their famous exes. Mm-hmm. You have some famous exes. Are, are you, once you're done, you move on and will never go back? Or do you see this as a positive trend? I mean, I like, no, I don't, I have no desire to go back with any of my ex-boyfriends. They were all disasters (laughs) and I never go back there. But I do like the idea of people from your past coming in that maybe you didn't ever look at that way. Mm. You know, there's a lot of people who kind of recirculate in your life. So I would encourage all men and women and, and anyone who's listening, you know, to, to be open-minded to older people in your life that kind of come around again because I've had a good experience with that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think, I think that's interesting. I think a lot of that was fostered during the pandemic time where people were kind of Facebooking it and, and you know, sort of quasi-hooking up with, uh, with people who uh, kind of went out of their lives, so... Yeah, you're like, oh, I went to high school with you. You're safe. And, and there's a <laughs> pandemic. I can trust you. I might try and have sex with you during this time. Right. Totally what could easy. go wrong? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, what could what could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? I love it. Excellent. Well, listen, uh, we know that uh, we're getting the word out about uh, the, the shows. There's two in our area, the Borgata in Atlantic City, uh, November 26th. And then the day after that, you'll be in uh, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, at the uh, Wind Creek Event Center, and uh, you have to swing through Philadelphia proper sometime and and uh, get a show here in the near future too, Chelsea. Yes, I will. I will. This is the first half of my tour, so we're going to do this, Excellent. and then we'll add more dates, you know, in a few months. But um, yes, we're kicking it off here, so please come to whatever venue goes <laughs> to see you, Bethlehem or Borgata. Uh, yes, I'll be gambling all night long. Wonderful. <laughs> we love you, Chelsea. Thanks for coming on this morning. Thanks, guys. Have a great... You got it. Chelsea Handler. She's something else, man. She's pretty wild. She's, she's funny. I, it would be it would be hard to uh, to be in a relationship, to date somebody who's that uh, alpha. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's, you know, uh, I think, so though, that... such a strong personality, but I, she's awesome. Yeah, I, I, but I bet you there, to her point about there, you know... Everyone thinks they have to one up somebody like right. that, you yeah. know, and yeah. so that could be uh, that could be an issue. I can guarantee you that if I had a meet and greet oppo- opportunity with her, uh, somebody would text 
her handler or my handler to get me out of right, whatever right. room I was. Hey, get this clown this out! Guy won't stop talking about about pretzels. Wetzel's pretzels. Wetzel's. You ever pretzels. had Wetzel's pretzels before? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so anyhow, uh, yes, she's coming to town. Tickets are on sale. Let's take a look. We skipped traffic a moment ago, so let's get a look at that. NJM Insurance Group traffic. And then we have another guest we're going to welcome. So, Kath, what's going on? On the Schuylkill Expressway eastbound, we're backing up 202 into Gulf Mills and then Heavy City to Spring Garden, westbound University to South City to Belmont. Out at King of Prussia, there was an accident. It's now cleared, but the left lane still closed with construction. 95 southbound jams Cotman to Girard on the Vine. Westbound is the Ben Franklin Parkway to the Schuylkill East. Eastbound, the parkway to Broad Street Boulevard, southbound jams from Broad to Wissahickon. And then on uh, Route 100 northbound at the 30 bypass, there was an accident there out in Exton. It's now cleared. Tocconi Palmyra Bridge, uh, there was a drawbridge opening. It is now complete. Traffic jammed in both directions. 295 northbound, slowing 42 to 168. The traffic report brought to you by Air Quality Partnership. Whether waiting for curbside pickup or picking up the kids, protect your lungs. It, protecting your lungs is more important now than ever. Save gas and your lungs. Don't let your vehicle idle. Visit airqualitypartnership.org. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right, thanks, Kath. Like I said, another guest ready to go. Two new shows on uh, Discovery Plus. It's uh, Shock Talks, Alien Invasion, Hudson Valley, and Roswell, The Final Verdict, which, by the way, I'm not familiar with the whole Hudson Valley thing. Yeah, I, I sort of am, and it's it's kind of fascinating. And, you know, uh, with there's been a really big, renewed interest in the, in the possibility of what's going on out there and not from just the weird corners of the Internet. A lot of this stuff is getting real, uh, you know, real attention from very reliable sources. This person being one of them. That we're He's talk a to. former federal agent and an expert in the uh, extraterrestrial, extraterrestrial and yes. uh, paranormal affairs. Please welcome uh, Mr. Ben Hansen to the show. Ben, good morning, sir. Good morning to you. How uh, are you doing? We're doing good, man. So listen, yeah, bring me up to speed. On the whole Hudson Valley phenomenon of, of uh, UFO sightings and, and, and phenomenon and all that stuff. So those of us who uh, grew up or, or were uh, alive in the 80s might remember, if you were a UFO nerd like me, I used to take these newspaper clippings of everything I could find. And uh, I do remember there's what we call UFO flap or a concentration of sightings in the 80s up in Hudson Valley, New York. So this spans over into Connecticut. And um, I was thinking, wow, this is pretty crazy because over a couple of years they had thousands of sightings. But when you start digging into it, it was it was uh, all the way back to the turn of the century and continuing. Um, and not just, you know, we see some lights. We're talking about full-on encounters, um, a lot of people reporting abductions. And um, so the, the goal of this, um, this latest investigation was to find out, you know, why. Is it the people or... You know, what's going on? You know, it's it's fascinating because my, my wife is, is big into the uh, ancient aliens and things of that nature. I, I watch it as well. I've always, I mean, years ago with the Eric Von Daniken, you know, Chariots of the, uh, the Gods, the gods and, uh-huh. and, and, and so on and so forth. Throughout the years, I've followed it. Always been fascinated. Um, but um, it's always been a thing that you kind of, you know, we get a sort of a, a grin on your face as you talked about. And it's fun and, and you get interested in it, you know, from time to time. But as of late, uh, in the preamble to, to talking to you right now... I brought up the fact that you're seeing, you know, actual Pentagon sources and, and documentation being released and a lot of things coming out that are giving a lot more gravitas to this. And again, whether they're from whether it's from outside the world or, or inside the world or whatever, at least a tremendous portion of this stuff is being acknowledged. 
for for what you do and for these kind of shows, does that give you a, a little bit of a chance to, a little bit of a, an opportunity to say, I told you so? <laughs> well, absolutely. I mean, th- they just recently had um, the uh, the congressional intelligence report on UAPs. This preliminary report came out, and most of us who were into this are just sitting back and saying, <laughs> finally, you know, like we right. can, we can watch a news story without them chuckling and everything and, you know, over the story and, and, and people, regardless of why they're attracted to it, um, if, if it's for the, the very real possibility of being visited or if it's because of national security, it doesn't matter. The fact is the phenomenon is happening. And so the government taking that into um, seriousness now and putting money into it does give it a lot of that credibility. So, Ben, it's interesting to actually not only hear them talk about, listen, because something is unidentified, it doesn't mean it's Zontar in right. his, you know, but... but to hear people and people of you know with with a lot of military cred and uh, the people who are, are you know who you would assume would not would immediately discount this stuff leave as one of the options extraterrestrial life you know and and finally say those words uh, that's pretty amazing so um, does it refocus attention on people who throughout the years have say like with this Hudson Valley issue that they were abducted and what story to you stands as the most credible? Of the abduction stories, um, yeah, I think it does because um, you know that the Air Force actually had a, a formal um, policy to ridicule and to not answer questions, and this goes back to the early '50s. They did studies, and the studies said if we did have knowledge about it, we wouldn't. It wouldn't be wise to to tell the people, and so you need to ridicule and, and debunk and. And so that stigma um, continued on through the pilots, people who were seeing these things. And so it's it's really insulting. Um, and now that we have cases like this, you've got to go back and you've got to say, well, it's just because it, it happened in some backwoods area and you don't think these people are high intelligence, whatever your stereotype, um, you need to hear the patterns and you need to hear that the thousands of people um, really quickly, like, well, a lot of the ones that I, I saw in Hudson Valley um, represent that. But also one of the most famous cases was that one that turned into the movie Fire in the Sky. Right. Um so Travis Walton and the, the seven loggers, they uh, legitimately passed many polygraphs, and here's this guy who disappears, and they watched him, you know, watched him get struck by some sort of a, a disc, and he's gone for three days, right? And so when you hear his story, actually read the book, not the movie, um, I, I think it really opens people's eyes at this real possibility we might have people having these encounters this close. So Roswell, of course, uh, is also another, um, you know, that that's a perennial. That's, I mean, the, the, the X-Files series began, I think, the first episode was outside of Roswell. But, you know, so it's become the, 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 the holy grail or the, the, the mecca of all this stuff. Uh, and yet it, we thought we'd learned everything, and yet there is still more that is coming out that, again, appears to have a lot more legitimacy than we were aware of. What do you find in, what are some of the things that come up in Roswell, the final verdict? Well, the coolest thing about that series was when they called me up, they were like, hey, are you interested in doing this? And I thought the same thing. I was like, I love Roswell, I've been there a lot, but have we reached a dead end? I mean, these people, the witnesses are dead. There's not really any of them left. And, and is there any more we can learn? And they said, well... We um, joined with University of Maryland and Dartmouth College with a new technology they developed, the the government contracts using it. And basically it's an AI software program where you don't need the person in front of you like a polygraph. You can take video um, from years ago and run it through these algorithms 
that look at micro expressions on the face and the tonality of the voice and what they're actually saying. And it comes up to be about 92% accurate in deception detection. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. And uh, we ran these people, these witnesses through it and create this timeline of events over six, um, six hours in this mini series. I think it's incredible how the overwhelming evidence suggests that something really happened there. You know, and again, it always comes down that line of, okay, simply because it's unidentified doesn't mean it's, right. you know, it's uh, close encounters. But but now, I mean, with the, the footage that was released, a lot of this was, I mean, the flashpoint was that Navy footage of those those vehicles that no one could determine. You heard the fighter pilots saying, "We, you know, the speed of these these things is absolutely astonishing, and the maneuverability is nothing as we've ever seen before." I mean, do do we still entertain the notion that this could be technology that another country has, uh, or that even our own country has uh, that we are just unaware of? Well, see, that's what makes it complex, and why some people tune out. Because I personally think it could be both. The videos you're seeing, for example, what we call the Tic Tac video and some of those, absolutely, when you compare that to the radar data, I don't think that could be terrestrial. And the government has said as much that these things disappear and reappear 60 miles away in a second, Mm. right? We we just would be foolish to think that, you know, Russia or China has that. Um, But on the other hand, you do have some of these UAPs that describe as drones that are very, very concerning. They're buzzing our ships. They're doing a lot of things. But... Not necessarily unconventional, so right. we could have both things going on. What's what's a UAP, Ben? Uh, unidentified aerial phenomena. It's the aerial new uh, buzzword. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. UFO. Okay. Uh, I had heard a term uh, when talking about this uh, the Tic Tac videos that I had never heard before, and I don't know what your thoughts on are on uh, intraterrestrial. Well, we dive into that in this, this Hudson Valley series because. More and more, these, these people who have been researching their whole life um, and, and those who came from inside the Pentagon, you know, you know, have come out and talked about their programs. They said a lot of evidence is, is probably not what you would think. Um, we do see nuts and bolts types of crap, but we're also seeing a lot of this, um, you know, cloaking and kind of disappearing and reappearing and in, in, in what would be described as, I mean, they're researching wormholes. That's, yeah. that's in, the, in the papers, you know, mm-hmm. of, of what we funded. So it, very strange, but it does seem to point to some of that happening. You know, you, you talk about the, the um, like the Russian Air, the Air Force being instructed to immediately debunk and, and sort of castigate people who bring these uh, these theories forward. And that was sort of the defensive take so that you wouldn't have to deal with it. But, I mean, here we live in, you know, in Philadelphia, the, the Philadelphia Experiment. I remember watching the movie and reading the book. And, and you know, that was sort of, I guess, an interdimensional experiment, supposedly. But I mean, you know, as technology increases and we, you know, as we advance, I should say, you know, this stuff starts to become something that that I thought I would never entertain that I find myself saying it's possible. Well, I have have a question, though, uh, because I I don't don't know exactly the definition of intra uh, terrestrial. Is that that, uh, people from in our own in a different time traveling around from from Earth? What do you mean? Do you mean interdimensional? That's usually I, the case, term. I don't know. In, intraterrestrial, meaning with, they've, always, the they've always been here. They're yeah. not coming from. Well, that's possible, too. I mean, mm-hmm. th- there's theories that it's us in the future. Right. You know? and, and I don't know about <laughs> that and how much you know evidence supports it, but you're right. It's like everything that you thought as a kid 
even when I was a kid, I, I didn't believe in ghosts. And, and here I am as an adult <laughs> telling my three-year-old, well, they're not real, you know? Well, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's just a healthy – listen, I, whatever it is, I find great joy. It's just fun and entertaining to to – to to be in this world for a while, but I do find myself more and more as people that I would naturally assume would dismiss this sort of stuff are now embracing it. So, and, uh, you know, for what you do, this adds extra credence to this, which makes these shows, you know, I think kind of more of a must-watch sort of scenario. Well, thank you. I, it, it's fun to come out of the UFO closet and be okay with it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I like that, the UFO closet. Nice. All right. Well, uh, the shows are on Discovery Plus, Shock Docs, Alien Invasion, uh, Hudson Valley, and Roswell, uh, The Final Verdict. So it's fascinating stuff, Ben. We appreciate you sharing the info with us. Well, thank you. And Philly has a long history of this, too. So you guys are right in the middle of it. There nice. we go. We suspected. Nice. Yes. <laughs> we knew it. All right. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for coming on. It's Ben Hansen, guys. Yay! Take care. Wow. I told you, the only time I ever saw something that I actually got scared. Yeah. Or overwhelmed, and I've, I've I've told the story several times on the air. Was that we were at a, a block party in our neighborhood? Uh, right, right. And I looked up in the sky. I'd been drinking, and I saw this thing, this triangular shape form out of nowhere in a night sky. And I'm like, I'm like, did did you see that? You know, I'm like, I'm telling you, did you see that? I just saw something, and they brushed me off. I felt so mad. Well, it minimizes you because you, you're 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 there, and 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 think of that case. To somebody, you know, people who you would say, why would they even come for, even, it's not even just Bob Buki sitting in a, in a canoe all the time. Right. It's, it's other people who and, are not that. And so I was so, yeah, it's, it freaked me out so much that later on that night I went, I, I called Matt O'Donnell. Yes, I remember that. I was drunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I called Matt because we had been partying all day and I'm like, dude, I just saw this thing. I swear it was real. I don't know what, to, I, yeah. I don't know who to talk to. Right. And so Matt goes, well, he goes, let me let me check around for you. And sure enough, he called uh, the FAA, I yeah. think, and found out that there was a, a rocket launch at, is it Vandenberg? In uh, Virginia? Yeah, I always forget the name yeah. of it. But anyhow, there was a launch, and apparently that was like the stage separation okay. that I saw taking place up in, in the atmosphere. Right. So I'm like, it validated me. And I was actually, I was very happy to hear it wasn't an alien. Sure, yeah. I was happy to 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 find out that it that I wasn't crazy, and I did actually see something. I wasn't disappointed that it wasn't a UFO. You know what I think is, is a great opening sequence in the beginning of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. There's an air traffic controller dealing with a, a pilot. They're in a a commercial jet. And they get buzzed by something, and they're mm. going back and forth, and they're talking to them. And he says, "Do you want to report?" Uh, you know, a, a UFO, yeah. and there's a pause, and he says, "No, I, because I, I you could hear. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be labeled as a lunatic." Yeah. You know, uh, my buddy Reggie and I, <clears throat> we were up late night drinking on my deck. This is probably in '97 or so, and this had to have been like two, three o'clock in the morning, something like that. And some weird green light came on yeah uh, it was and we still don't it, it wasn't a transformer it wasn't you know it wasn't yeah. the power lines we have no idea what it was it was fairly close to us you know it wasn't the upper 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 atmosphere and right. like that we still i I, I have no idea what it was. I have no idea what it could be. You know that there's really, really bizarre. There's a myriad of ways that your eyes can can be tricked yeah. into mm-hmm. seeing things. However, there are also, yeah. as you're seeing now, 
with the the declassification of certain documents yeah. and certain things that are coming out that people who are trained fighter pilots and astronauts and people who are just who are trained to discern these things are saying, I don't know what that was. By the way, it's Wallops Island. Oh, there we go. They were were launching from. My buddy Dave uh, said that he saw something fly over his neighborhood that uh, he had to have been in high school, said this had to have been mid-90s or whatever, and he's like, he swears that it was straight up like it was a spaceship, (laughs) and he saw this thing. Uh, Dave, come and party with us. Well, I will will definitely check these out on... on, um, Discovery Plus. Plus. Yes, Discovery, yeah. Plus. Discovery yeah. Plus. But there is also a four-part documentary that's done by J.J. Abrams' company, Bad Robot, that's yeah. now on Showtime that I'm the two episodes into. It's just called UFO. Right. And it's really, really interesting, compelling stuff. They do, like, real-life recreations of what this Tic Tac, because it's hard to see, like, in the radar, like, what this thing is actually doing. So they kind of have, like, a real-life rendering of what it actually looks like. And the moving. speed at which it's traveling. And, and, I mean, you look at it, and you hear them commenting throughout the footage. Yeah. This is, uh, I mean, there, there's, it's so adroit in the air, yeah, and its ability to change direction so immediately, yeah. But again, as he was saying, as Ben was saying, that there's, you know, is is that technology in right. existence here? You know, right. we don't know. Uh, but I wanted to ask you guys because there was something that I wasn't sure if this is a recreation or if it was actual audio of of the astronauts that were on the moon. There's there's audio of them saying. You know, uh, something just buzzed by us. Where are you guys from? <laughs> uh, and I wasn't We're from Earth. I hadn't ever heard that footage or audio before, and I wasn't sure. That, I, I'm, I, Case, I'm not really that familiar with that. Yeah, I don't know that. Yeah, I hadn't either. I was like, okay, is this is this real audio or? Hey, little fellow, where are you from? <laughs> where did you hear about this? I saw it. It was. It's in that documentary. It's it's on uh, UFO, the bad robot um, docu series. Okay. I'll have to look into that. Vaguely familiar. Yeah. Wow. Uh, by the way, some uh, good news uh, about an asteroid, uh, Bennu, I guess is how you pronounce it, B-E-N-N-U. Uh, yeah. we, uh, the scientists have a, a handle on its whereabouts for the next 200 years. The bad news is that, that it has a slightly greater chance of uh, slamming into Earth than okay. previously thought. How much? Uh, so what's the percentage now, the likelihood? So while the odds 99%. of a, a strike have risen... Uh, from 1 in 2,700 to 1 in 1,750 over the next century or two, uh, scientists now have a much better idea of Bennu's path thanks to NASA's uh, Osiris-Rex spacecraft. Okay, so we'll have some sort of, I'm sure, repulse array at that point. I would think so, right? Yeah, yeah. A couple hundred years? Right. We'd have something figured out we'll by that then. arc generator going. Uh, the spacecraft is headed back to Earth on a long roundabout loop after collecting samples from the large spinning rubble pile of an asteroid, considered one of the two most hazardous known asteroids in our solar system. Uh, the samples are due here in 2023. I want, I want to, well, listen... It'd be great to see them blow up something in space. Yeah. <laughs> can't blow up a meteor or something. I know that's really cool. destructive, but it's you out know, there. set those other planets back on their heels a little bit uh, before they think of attacking. Before Osiris-Rex arrived in, at Bennu in 2018, telescopes provided solid insight into the asteroid, about one-third of a mile in diameter. Wow. Uh, the spacecraft collected enough data over two and a half years to help scientists better predict the asteroid's orbital path well into the future. Uh, their findings, which were published in the journal Icarus, uh, should also help in charting the course of other asteroids and give Earth a better fighting chance in or if an 
when another hazardous space rock heads our way. So the audio that we have, which is of the the the, the comet that crashed in Russia that I use all the time, which is this. It wasn't a comet. It was an asteroid. A comet would destroy the Earth. Comets are gigantic. I thought an asteroid is bigger than a comet. No, 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 no. Comets like Hale-Bopp and... and, uh, and uh, Aren't uh, asteroids bigger than comets? What? Yeah, Haley's Comet. Maybe it could be Haley's Comet. Yeah, yeah. It, it releases all that steam right. and stuff. Yeah, comets are really big. Yeah. From what I understand. Okay. Well, I, I don't know, man. Maybe it was well, a meteorite. Right? Then? Main difference between asteroids and comets is their composition. Oh. As in what they are made of. Asteroids are made of metals and rocky material. Comets are made of ice, dust, and rocky material. Okay, so maybe the sizes are similar. I don't yeah. know. So it's rocky material. <laughs> rocky material. <laughs> uh, and you can you can Earth, see them. I'm coming for you. <laughs> Wait, that's Rambo material. <laughs> Oh dear God! Oh man, we know so much. Yeah, but that that was not that large, and it blew up, uh, blew windows out of buildings oh, yeah. for miles. And that noise alone, and it yeah, it didn't. That's it exploding in the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like before, it even you know, it didn't know it made an impact or whatever. But it's just the speeds at which that stuff yes. is swirling around is what's so mind boggling. So. Uh, but anyhow, we're good for the next couple hundred years. Yeah, so. unless things, you know, we never know. As far as that one goes. Unless the aliens guide it closer to Earth. Yeah. Um, all right, it's Tattoos Day. Today we have your chance to win a President Steve-themed tattoo. So what you need to do is text the word tattoo to 39333 because you just might win. By the end of the show, we're going to draw a winner, and we will set you up a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. And you can check them out at 1729 South Street. When we come back, some bizarre file stories that I think you will enjoy. Stay with us. The MMRB is coming to your neighborhood. Join Steve Morrison Wednesday from 5 to 7 at Monster Pets at 1946 South Columbus Boulevard in South Philly for an MMRBQ ticket raid. Win tickets every 15 minutes and check out their brand new aquarium section and dog wash. Before we dive into the bizarre file, I got this email uh, and it's interesting. He says, uh, hey guys, I was hoping that you could help me out. I'm a Delco guy and I'm competing in the finals of the USA Mullet championship. Oh man. For best mullet in the country. Well that's that's amazing. The field has been narrowed down to the top twenty-five, and I am one of them. And I really need the support of the community to bring home the gold. Uh if there's any way that you can add support, I know that we can win this for Delco. Oh my god. This contest, besides bringing the party to the back, he says, yes, which is where it goes, is helping to stop soldier suicide by notating half the entry fees that we paid. And I appreciate your time and consideration. I attach my pick in case you needed to know I was the real deal. Thanks. And that's from Chris uh, Cefeli. Uh, and I checked out. It's great. But he, what he didn't do is he didn't include me any information on where, to... where the contest is being held and how you vote oh. and all that stuff. Ooh. All right. Chris. You got to reach back out to me, man, and let me know what's going on because we'll we'll definitely uh, give a plug a Rooney for it. You have a picture of him? Did it come with a picture? Yeah, you know what? Let me. Uh, you know his business uh, business up front needs to send us the information, Preston. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's the party in the back. Doesn't yeah, that I still can't right. believe that it's like the, the mullet is coming back in style. Yeah, I don't know if it's a style thing as much as is people just doing it. Uh, no, it fun, is. It's for it's fun. High school kids are they all have mullets now? I know, and they're so Barstool. Dave Portnoy from Barstool. There was a picture or a video of this kid at a San Francisco Giants game. 
and he is redhead. He's got this giant mullet, and he's and he's you know yeah. cheering really uh, heartily. And Portnoy sees this video, and he goes. I need this guy's information. I'm hiring him on the spot, right? And like he's like, no interview, no nothing. This guy is going to work for Barstool. Oh As it God. turns out, he was like 16 or 17 years old, and he still like hired him. I don't know exactly what he's That's doing. Great. but Wow. All right, I have a picture of uh, Chris here for oh, you guys. Yeah. Oh, that is yeah. competitive. That's a nice one. Yeah. yeah. What do you call those kind of shades? Are those like blades? Or I don't, I don't know what they are. Oh, they look like those snow. are the- those are the new. Uh, yeah, what are they called? It's a new style. I don't know. It's really? an old style. It's it a, is. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, it's very old. Yeah. yeah. All right, Marissa, you found the link. Yeah. So I think it's through uh, ESPN. Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's through ESPN. Mulletchamp.com. But okay. it looks like voting's not open just yet. That's probably why I didn't include it. But um, okay. we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. And well, as soon as it what, is, I'll get the, the website. When, when voting opens up, you know, I've, I've got his email. We'll we'll get in touch with him and maybe talk to him real quick. Yes, we have to. We 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 have to support the home team. I, you know what? Did we ever highlight Connor's mullet that he was oh. rocking for? A while? I don't think we did. I it think was we were, damn good. I think it was we we got busy and one thing led to another and we never got a really really around to highlighting it. And I think Connor had to go to like a funeral or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was not a wedding. wedding. It was a yeah. wedding. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, and he had to cut it. It was uh, <laughs> it was coming along strong. Yeah, and we're looking at a picture of it right now with him with a fanny pack and drinking a beer, and he has those glasses on too. So it's could've, time could have been you, Connor. It's time for a Connor appreciation post. I agree. He's working his butt off over there. Oh man, while we, we were, were on vacation, while we were gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all social media, all that stuff. Connor handled everything. He's doing and a great thanks, job. And thanks to Ray Coob as well, who uh, did the uh, the board work uh, and hosted the um, uh, uh, the best of while yep. we were gone. So. Uh, but yeah, so we've got uh, championship mullets right here in our area. <laughs> Excellent, I love it. Making Delgo proud. That's right, man. <laughs> All right, let's do the B five. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre final. Brought to you this morning by PA Career Link in Montgomery and Bucks County, and they can help you find your dream job at pacareerlink.pa. Dot gov and we'll start with I have some very interesting stories. Some of them are horrific, but I don't, I don't want to kick off with a horrific one. Okay, how about this? How about this? A 30-year-old man got six kidney beans stuck inside his penis after he put them there for pleasure. Oh, well, God bless. I can only fit three. Kidney beans. <laughs> now, doctors say that his plan was to Express those beans oh, during you're kidding. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes, during the height of uh stimulation. But he didn't succeed. Instead, he tried to pull them out using tweezers. Oh, Why didn't he try avocados? He eventually ended up in the hospital where doctors had to remove the beans surgically. And there he admitted that he had engaged in this particular act before, but he had never attempted to use that many beans. I assume these are dried. Yeah. yeah. Kidney beans. Dude, kidney beans are huge. Yes. Right? I mean, lima beans are bigger, but still, that's what a would big you, bean. Uh, what bean would you insert into your penis? I would use black-eyed peas. I think that's yeah. a, a, an appropriate yeah. size. Yeah, or maybe just even regular peas. Can I go with Boston baked beans? It's not technically a bean. It's a candy, oh, but... God, those are hard. Mm, yeah. they, they, How about Irish potatoes? On them? <laughs> Ouch. Preston, Irish potatoes, they're more malleable. Yeah, you can squeeze yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. A 29-year-old Tennessee man who rode on a school bus and walked into a high school with students has been charged with trespassing. A deputy was called to Granger County High School on Tuesday 
and spoke with Juan Perky, who told him that he had, he had ridden a school bus to the facility. Perky had been standing on the side of the road with a paper with uh, papers and a binder when a substitute bus driver saw him. Thought he was a student, picked him up. After he walked into the high school with other students, a teacher stopped him and took him to the office. And police were called. They said they can't really blame the no. dri- bus driver because he didn't you right. know, he doesn't know what the students regularly who they are. So. Uh, let's see. A judge denied bond for an elderly landlord after he, a prosecutor detailed how the man allegedly shot three tenants for a callous reason. He allegedly wanted to dodge the eviction process over unpaid rent. So he shot and killed some of them. I know what I'll do. I'll murder them. Oh, uh, Ar- Arnoldo Lozano Sanchez was arrested in Vegas. He's nearly 80 years old. Sanchez is charged with two counts of murder and one count of attempted murder. Police found a wounded woman in a driveway. Uh, She was suffering from a gunshot wound, and uh, doctors pronounced her dead at the hospital. The surviving male victim left the residence also suffering from gunshots. Sanchez was still inside the home, but he surrendered without incident. Investigators say they discovered a second woman dead inside as well. Sanchez shot the surviving man nine times. God. He told a witness that he, quote, didn't want to go through the eviction process and that he wanted to handle it, it quote-unquote, his way. Uh, his, I don't like paperwork. His way allegedly involved expressing glee as well. A male witness claimed to see Sanchez smiling and laughing after apparently shooting one of the women, and again after Sanchez barged his way into another victim's room, apparently opening fire and exiting. This guy is psychotic. Well, besides that stuff, is he a pretty good landlord? He, You know, I yeah, think yeah, he was yeah. pretty forgiving if you were late with your rent from time to time. Yeah, well, better be getting back Tuesday, I'll have to shoot you. Wow. Man, that's messed up. Uh, Deputies responded to a road rage report of a suspect who threw an axe at a driver. Oh, I saw this footage. A driver Jeep began honking at the victim while they merged uh, onto a ramp, and the Jeep driver continued to honk at the victim as both vehicles traveled (laughs) northbound. Reports say the victim uh, took an exit to avoid confrontation on the freeway, but the Jeep followed and eventually passed in front of the victim's vehicle to block the road. Video footage of the incident shows a Jeep driver hurling an axe at the victim before driving over the median and fleeing. Authorities were able to identify the Jeep driver from additional surveillance video. Three days after the incident, the suspect was arrested for multiple felonies after fleeing. Uh, And uh, deputies said the suspect made threats and specific racial slurs targeted at the victim. The suspect was taken into custody after that. Yeah, A woman named Demetra Street. Did not know that she sang at her husband Ivan Baltimore uh, Ivan's Baltimore funeral service in late January. That apparently he had already been buried days earlier and miles away. So who's she singing to? She had no idea, according to her lawyer, <laughs> that the funeral urn supposedly bearing his ashes that day was empty—a fake designed to trick her into believing that the funeral home had allowed Ivan's wishes to be cremated. So about the only thing real, according to a federal lawsuit was that on January 9th, uh, Baltimore resident Ivan Street died at the age of 67 from congestive heart failure and that Demetra Street began making funeral plans. Now, she arranged for him to be cremated by uh, Wiley Funeral Homes, signed a contract, made payment, and determined a memorial service that would be held at the funeral home. Right. Around that time, a second woman walked into the funeral home also claiming to be Ivan Street's wife and seeking to make funeral arrangements. She even provided a 24-year-old unofficial marriage certificate and arranged for him to be buried, according to a court filing. So last week, Demetra Street filed a federal lawsuit alleging a sweeping 
concerted fraud by Wiley and its employees to ignore her wishes, hold two funeral services, and collect two fees. Oh, so that's my what they God. Were doing. Oh, what so, a scam. So they buried the guy with the first wife. Right. Okay, the, I mean, the second woman who came in who said, and and then they just took an urn and pretended like his ashes were in there and had a whole other service and charged her for all of that. No, listen, I, I'm a fan of the Impractical Jokers, but this was really, <laughs> this was beyond the pale. Yeah, so after Ivan Street was buried, the funeral home held a sham cremation service for Demetra Street and uh, kept her money according to the lawsuit. Street Jeez. is seeking $8.5 million, alleging uh, breach of contract, negligence, fraud, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. That's pretty wild. Uh, what, yeah, it's and crazy. And they thought as an easy way sure. to make you know the money and get away with it. Hey, there's butterscotch candies in here. <laughs> You didn't put like sand or something like that, or <laughs> filled it full of circus yeah, peanuts right. or something. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. When we return, we'll test your knowledge of today's program. Have you been paying attention? Because we'll have lesson question, and we're going to trash and music news as well. Stay there. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate Steven Singer.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Continued rain, or if it's just popping up storms at this point, but I do know that starting this afternoon, our best shot at getting some rain happens and then it continues tonight. So, uh, temperatures in the mid 80s. But yeah, uh, wet next few days. In fact, I think we might get, I was uh, watching the news, next few days might get like three inches of rain or something. Uh-huh. Like that. So it could be some flooding, so just heads up on that. Worst birthday week ever. <laughs> uh, is it your right. birthday week? It is. Well, When's your birthday? Saturday. Okay. I'm, I'm not like Casey. I don't remember everybody's birthday, that's so. Okay. Nice. Any big plans going I, into the weekend? I got nothing. Oh, uh, maybe Hell Omega. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hell Omega's on Friday. That's Friday. <gasps> yes. Listen to me. I'm saying nothing. No, Hell Omega. They actually played through the rain last week. I think it was in Chicago. They played Wrigley, and it started pouring. Okay. So, eh. Well, hope the weather holds out. Oh, yeah. We'll see about that. Or if you it never know. more fun. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's one thing. You could have a perfectly beautiful day. Your brain positive, glass half full, all of those lies. Did you say it'll be more fun? Yeah, sure. Right. It'll be more memorable. The we'll photos will be better. It's like dinner on Blanc, Preston. Yeah, it's right. wet. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> lesson question. Pair tickets to see 311 uh, Saturday. So hopefully weather will be nice for that. But it's going to be the BB&T Pavilion, and it's pavilion only. So it's going to be good rain or shine no matter what. So the question that I have for you this morning, uh, let's see. What are we going to go with? Um, how about this? Town Talk has one clue in their crossword puzzle. <laughs> what is it? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know this. Town Talk has one clue in their crossword puzzle. What is it? 
215-263-WMMR. If you know the answer, you should call. We'll do the trash while you call in. The trash business is a gold mine. 933 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Let us see what Steve has in store this morning. What's up, man? Well, SpongeBob SquarePants and Viacom are suing a Houston-based pop-up restaurant named The Rusty Crab for trademark infringement. Owners of the SpongeBob-themed establishment responded to the lawsuit saying that Viacom can go, can foe guck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Mama June Shannon's boyfriend, Gino Doak, has been sentenced to 16 months modified incarceration and two years probation for smoking crack behind an Alabama gas station. Muffled laughter filled the courtroom as Doak emotionally promised the judge to turn his life around 360 degrees. <laughs> And finally, Kim Kardashian revealing on a podcast that she credits Kanye West with uh, teaching her not to care so much about what people think of her. Kim says it was hard to argue the point with a guy who thought nothing of crapping in their koi pot. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're going to see if we can find ourselves an answer. And uh, the Town Talk has one clue in their crossword puzzle. What is it? 215-263-WMMR. I will go to, it's either Mickey or Mikey. Mikey or Mickey. Who is this? Mikey. Hey, Mikey. Mikey. He likes it. He likes it. (laughs) All right, Mikey, what is the one clue in a town talk crossword puzzle? The word town. Yeah, town (laughs) blank. You got it. (laughs) Hang on a second, Mikey. We are going to give you a pair of tickets to 311 Saturday. And this will be at BB&T Pavilion. And this is the tour opener. It features uh, Irritate, uh, no, Iration and Aya Terra. Also, huh? It's also a pavilion-only show, so no lawn. Some tickets remain to Ticketmaster, and you go to WMMR.com for more information. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! Rip <laughs> All right. We start with this follow-up story. Uh, I had mentioned that Corn uh, yesterday they had announced that the uh, eight concert or that one of their concert dates was being rescheduled. Yes. Now eight concert dates would be sp- rescheduled or canceled because it was Jonathan Davis oh! that was tested positive oh. for COVID nineteen. Well, yeah. there you go. They had said a um, you know a staff member. Didn't you get the original impression? Yeah, that it was maybe like a roadie or something. I yeah, just part of the crew. Right. Yeah. You know? Uh, the news comes just days after the band canceled their Scranton show because of a confirmed case within the corn camp. The band wrote on Instagram, Jonathan's spirits are high. He is uh, resting and recovering now. We, or we're as disappointed as you are about the circumstances, but we'll get through it. And we can't wait to see you once we're back firing on all cylinders again. So uh, Scranton, Wontaw, New York, Homedale, New Jersey, Hartford, Connecticut, Mansfield, uh, Mass, and uh, Guilford, New Hampshire have all been canceled or will be rescheduled. We'll he see. figures prominently in that uh, Woodstock 1999. Oh, you watched it? Yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, on uh, HBO. Uh, that's that you know that. <laughs> what a cluster, F. Preston. But it, yeah. Jonathan Davis has some very salient takes on everything that went down. Nice. Um, this is a pretty uh, messed up story, if it turns out to be true, but it is just an allegation. Bob Dylan is being sued for allegedly sexually abusing a girl over 55 years ago, Whoa. according to Rolling Stone. Uh, the suit claims that the singer-songwriter abused the then 12-year-old girl, known only as J.C., between April and May 1965, and, quote, exploited his status as a musician by grooming J.C. to gain her trust and to obtain control over her as part of his plan to sexually molest and abuse her. 
Uh, the suit claims that uh, Bob gave the girl alcohol and drugs during multiple sessions that took place both in his Manhattan apartment and the city's Chelsea Hotel. J.C., who is now presumably 68, claims that she sustained physical and psychological injuries and upon information and belief, some or all of these injuries are of a permanent and lasting nature. The reported uh, report cited that she is seeking compensatory damages for an unspecified amount of determ- uh, an unspecified amount determined by a jury at trial. Is there any statute of limitations on something like this? Well, so the lawsuit was filed last Friday, August 13th in New York, just before the window closed for the state's Child Victims Act. All right. The law, which was enacted in 2019, allowed survivors of childhood abuse to sue their abusers and other institutions that may have protected them regardless of whether the statute of limitations had passed on the alleged incidents. <clears throat> okay. To answer your question. All right. Uh, so a spokesperson for Dylan told Rolling Stone the 56-year-old claim is untrue and will be vigorously defended. Uh, Eddie Vedder and his 17-year-old daughter, Olivia Vedder, are both featured on the soundtrack to actor-director Sean Penn's film Flag Day. The film and soundtrack uh, album drop on Friday and also features Glenn Hansard and Cat Powers' Chan Marshall. Uh, the video for v- the Vetter team-up uh, with Glenn Hansard, My Father's Daughter, has already been released and is one of two songs that Olivia Vetter has contributed to the film. Uh, Variety reported Flag Day is based on Jennifer Vogel's book, uh, Flim Flam Man, the true story of my father's counterfeit life, and stars Penn alongside his children, Dylan and Hopper. Mm. Uh, so I'm not really sure what the, the movie's about. I didn't see anything. No, about it, so. yeah. Uh, Better previously wrote an entire album of original music for the soundtrack to Penn's 2007 film adaptation of John Krakauer's book, Into the Wild, which was great. Yeah. And won the Best Original Song Award at the Golden Globes for the song Guarantee. So. They have a good track record together. They do. We'll see how it goes. Hailstorm are preparing to release a new song called Back from the Dead tomorrow. Uh, the band has shared a look at some behind-the-scenes photos from the song's video with heavy consequence. The pictures include images of Lizzie Hale and a body bag in the morgue, tools from the morgue, and a graveyard shop. Wow. Uh, Lizzie said, I had so much fun making this video. Uh, the director, Dustin, and his team... <clears throat> challenge us to be outside of our comfort zones, uh, which is exactly where we want to be. These scenes swept me away to where I almost felt possessed while acting them out. This video is dark, dirty, cinematic, and beautiful. Is there a zombie motif to it? I don't really know. Yeah. Uh, she said, be prepared to watch it over and over again. What a perfect way to come back. Last week, Hailstorm before, uh, previewed an audio snippet from Back from the Dead on their socials. Well, KISS has officially rolled out its full Las Vegas residency at Zappos Theater and Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino. It's going to be banging. Which includes a dozen shows set for this December and into 2022. So the new dates on the books are December 29th and 31st, uh, January 1st, 19th, 21st, 22nd, 26th, 28th, 29th, February 2nd, 4th, 5th, and uh, in 2022. By the way. A New Year's Eve show with Kiss. Mm-hmm. Incredibly special. We'll be pretty badass. Uh, Gene Simmons. And you know, at midnight, we'll, get, we'll go crazy and make noise. Uh, Gene Simmons chatted with Rolling Stone and spoke frankly about why Kiss decided to return to Sin City, admitting 
quote, there are matters of the heart and then there are matters of the pocket. And it's nice when they both converge. Uh-huh. So it's very it's a very nice payday. It's completely for the money. Uh, they pay well, and that's reason enough. But it's also easier for the band because you don't have to wear uh, the wear and tear of traveling. Although the ongoing pandemic has curtailed the band from their lucrative meet and greets, Simmons explained that KISS has found a way to please fans and line their pockets in a way that will leave everybody happy. He said, we do sound checks before the show, so why not invite the fans to be in the audience and answer questions, play tunes, just kind of hang out together, but at a safe distance. Uh, the closest Keep that, away from us, you scum. He said the closest they're going to get to us is, oh, maybe 100 feet. So maybe it's a new experience for the fans who can sort of see the reality and see the stage for what it is without the lights and doing tricks. And we can have the back and forth of, hey, uh, why don't you do Hard Luck Woman? Okay, guys, remember the song? Let's do it. I think, now, I think a sound check with a band that you really dig oh, would be awesome. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. Now, listen to this. When asked if David Lee Roth will or will not continue opening for the band on the current leg, Gene Simmons said, not. But it bears noting that during Dave's heyday, this is him speaking, by the way, this bear no- bears noting that during Dave's heyday, nobody did what he did. He was the ultimate front man. Not Plant, not Rod Stewart, nobody. He took from being a front man way beyond anything, and then, I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> he said something. He was so great back then, but now, of course, he stinks. He said, and you get modern-day Dave. He right. said, I prefer to remember Elvis Presley in his prime, <laughs> sneering lips back in Memphis, you know, doing all that. Right. I don't want to think of a bloated, naked Elvis <laughs> on the bathroom floor. So that's what he's saying wow. about Dave. Dave's like an old man chasing kids off his front lawn. Which is not far off from the truth. You, well, to be honest, you, Dave, you've said the same. You know, I never liked Dave live, and I saw him. Uh, yeah, I saw him starting in like 1984. So right. it was, you know, like the peak of the band's success. And I, a massive Van Halen fan, was right. so excited to go, and I was so let down. And I saw him f- a few times with Dave, and he just he talked his way through the words. He kind of he. Now he's doing he's doing jumps, and, right? And, and yeah. swinging swords and doing all kinds of crazy kicks and things. Now that right. was cool. But he just wasn't singing enough for me. And, I, I, and, I could and, see him being that way. And then the last couple of times that I've seen video footage of him. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Is it re- really <laughs> horrible? It's terrible. Do we have audio of him? Hor- yes, it was horrible. Yeah. It was him doing a version of Jump, and it was just like, oh, man. But, you know, whatever. It's uh, a nightmare. Yeah. It's horrible. If he can't do it, I understand that. But I'd rather have a, a full bowel movement on stage. <laughs> <laughs> But he's uh, he's also a strange guy who's hard to work with, so, you know, he has that going for him. <laughs> All right, and then uh, a couple pieces of audio to play. Uh, Marissa, did you send these over? Uh, Steve had these. Some um, yep. uh, Don McClain honored with a uh, star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yes. Uh, so we have a couple pieces of audio. And of all people to speak and present Don with his star on the Walk of Fame, mm-hmm. Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> yeah. Weird Al is a huge... Don McLean fan. I love Weird Al. Yeah. Weird Al's yeah. great and he's a lot of fun, but, you know, I was thinking maybe somebody with a little more non like a, type cred. Like a Joni Mitchell or yeah, somebody, yeah, perhaps, yeah, yeah, yeah. who might yeah. be, yeah. yeah but I, I haven't heard this audio, yeah. so here we go. Thankfully, Don McLean has a fantastic sense of humor, and he very graciously gave his blessing on my parody, which for which I'm eternally grateful. Thank you, Don. All right, I, what was the parody? I don't remember. Uh, it's, a, it's a Star Wars parody. The, the, the video's running up here. And um, it's, yeah. Nick Murphy would know, right? He's the biggest 
Weird oh, Al yeah, 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 yeah. fan I've ever met. Do you know the name of the song, Nick? No? Oh, it's called The Saga Begins. Is it okay. maybe, is it a... I would, I would imagine pie. it's an American Pie. It's an American Pie parody. Okay. I've heard of the song. I put it on my album, Running With Scissors. I did a music video for it, and I've performed it on stage uh, over a thousand times since then. Don, thank you so much for the kindness you've shown me. Thank you for all the incredible music you've given us over the years. And congratulations on a very, very well-deserved star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Thank you. All right, and then there was a, an a cappella group that had performed uh, American yep. Pie, so we'll hear some of that. Bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. And then good old... You want a solo? I'm doing the old, I'm the real bass. Boys were drinking whiskey and rye. Singing this will be the day that I die. This will be the day that I die. And then this is him receiving the award. Here we go. So I've had some wonderful experiences, but this experience is very important to me because of all the names that are listed here who I am familiar with. I am a big film buff and a record buff, and uh, I know some of the obscure producers and directors and people that are mentioned here. I'm so honored. So there you go. Okay. I love the original 10-minute-plus version of American Pie. Oh, yeah. And I love the song uh, Star, uh, Vincent, yeah. Starry Starry Night, yep. uh, whatever you call it. But uh, the two beautiful songs, that's really... I, I had that album. Else. I don't really know much else, yeah. but that's enough for me. Yeah. They're great. It's, they're classics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? Uh, Marissa is, I think, tracking down the Weird Al Yankovic version of The Saga Begins while she tries to hunt that down. Oh, she's got it. All right. Got so it. She, look at her. There it is. And over. Here we go. Long, long time ago, in a galaxy far away, Naboo was under an attack. <laughs> Could talk the Federation into maybe cutting them a little slack. But their response, it didn't thrill us. They locked the doors and tried to kill us. <laughs> we escaped from that gas. The Met Jar Jar and Boss Nass. All right, that's all we, we have of it. <laughs> and then uh, apparently Craig Legon says that there's another Weird Al cover. It's called a... Uh, Oh, oh no, no! This here Anakin guy. I guess that's what he said. Mm-hmm. This here Anakin, Anakin guy. guy. Yeah. Maybe, Vader, maybe Vader someday later, but now he's just a small fry. Got it. And he left his home and kissed his mommy goodbye, saying, "Soon I'm gonna be a Jedi. Soon I'm gonna be a Jedi." <laughs> Uh, we also got audio of Jonathan Taylor's, uh, Jonathan Davis, I'm sorry. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> no, Jonathan. Oh, home improvement. <laughs> this is great. Uh, his final performance before his uh, COVID. Oh, uh, all right, let's hear it. All right, here we go. not deadly. not deadly. I'm not deadly. I'm not deadly. not deadly. I just want to say that he's... Apparently, he's doing okay. Okay, so good. I just want to make sure sick. you know that. All right. And you have the Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Jonathan Thomas. We'll have to get to that another time. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. And letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. Stay with us. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shops. 
That's right, and this month's band is The Age of Truth. of truth your local shots artist of the month check them out every wednesday at 6 30 right here on the mighty mmr and you can hear and see more now at wmmr.com keyword local shots sponsored by family and company jewelers find a band that rocks her world at family 93.3 wmmr everything that rocks silly we got to do some stuff before we wrap for the day and hand it over to Jackie Bam Bam, who I saw Roman Holloway. Actually, he let me in. I went out to go use the bathroom. Ah. And earlier, I uh, I had taken my keys off, my laminate, to, to use as a key to get back in, and I was stuck in the hallway. Jackie rescued you. He did. I'm He's sitting there. Right in shining armor. And, and this is the type of guy he is. So I'm banging on the yeah. door, and I'm sitting there, and I hear the, the, uh, the elevator ding, and it opens up, and I go... I go, oh, Jackie. I go, come and let me in. He comes over. He goes, sorry, man. <laughs> yeah. I go, what are you saying sorry for? I'm like, I'm the idiot. Left my keys inside. And he's he's just the nicest guy in the world. He is. Sorry, man. All right, but uh, you know what we need to do? We need to give away a tattoo because Ooh. we have Tattoos Day business. And I want to thank everybody who texted into the word tattoo this morning, but we can only have one winner, and that winner is Jimmy Wimpole. And uh, Jimmy just got himself a $350 gift certificate for floating world tattoo and piercing. Uh, take a look at their work. Uh, samples are available at floatingworldtattoos.com. Uh, you can also go uh, on Instagram and put in at floatingworldtattoos and see their stuff. Or you can swing by in person. 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. Thank you to Chelsea Handler for being yeah, on the hey, show this morning. Hey. Uh, her tour is called Vaccinated and Horny. <laughs> and she's going to be performing Friday, November 26th in Atlantic City at the Borgata. And then Saturday, November 27th in Bethlehem at the Wind Creek Event Center. And tickets are on sale now, so you can get those. And thank you also to Ben Hansen. Uh, he's got two new shows on Discovery Plus. Shock Docs Alien Invasion and uh, Hudson and Roswell, The Final Verdict. So some interesting stuff to talk it's about It's cool. This morning. Discovery Plus, man, is awesome. I'm on it all the freaking time. Yep. Uh, there he is right there, Jackie Bam. The man. Yeah. I let you in, Prespo. Thank you, sir. I was lost. I was pounding <laughs> on the door. Nobody was coming to my rescue. And all of a sudden, lo and behold... Like Superman out of a phone booth, there have, you are coming I, out of the elevator. I had my cape on. Yeah, man. How you doing today? I am wonderful, and I heard you talking about mullets. I'm here to do some mullets. I told Casey Boy we would win that contest. Easy. I'll bring my razor, and the trick of the mullet is <laughs> oh. you need thinning shears. Thinning uh. shears. I mean, mullets are cool, man. You, they, I, they are. You don't, I don't know if you have enough to rock a party in the back. Oh, wait, you have your rat's tail. I'm Keith Richards. Yeah, there's a heroin yeah, yeah. mullet. There's Nikki Six. There's Luke Spiller. Come on, mullets right. are hip, man. Okay, We're going to win. There's Nikki Six. Does Nikki Six have a mullet he's, right now? He's got a mullet, yeah. Shut up. Am I oh. right, Romano? You want one, too? <laughs> no, thank you. I don't have enough hair for that. God. Come on. We're going to move in the fish town. They're hip, man. Those Kathy kids are all the rocking them. Fee I'd love to you see you with mullet. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, all right. Well, we need to get the letter of the day from you. Ready? I am ready. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... The letter E. It's electric. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Hit it, Case. Yeah. 
Okay. It's electric. All right, we have a $350 gift card for Bob Dodge's Red Sparrow Tattoo and Gallery in Downingtown or the all-new Runic Tattoos in Newtown Square. For tattoo ideas, you can visit Bob Dodge Tattoos. Dot com. He's one of the best. Uh, what's coming up on the show? Sit- there, he there he is. On the ones and twos today, we're giving some love to the Drummers Press uh, Workforce Block. Steve Gorman, the uh, original drummer to Black Crow, celebrating a birthday. Uh, we're going to dip into the massive vaults of the MM archives. We'll go to uh, 1990, our day off down the shore. Black Crows are up on the boardwalk. Uh, we'll revisit that. Sib Hashian from uh, Boston yeah. celebrating a birthday. No longer with us. Right. And also Joni Jett and the Blackhearts. Uh, Inside Pierce Prize Coffin MMRBQ pit tickets. And uh, the way we're going to give away our um, Struts uh, tickets, we're going to listen for, speaking of mullets, Luke Spiller. When you hear his ID, go off the uh, caller 25, and you'll win some Struts tickets. Nice. Excellent. Uh-huh. Excellent. It'll be a good day with Jackie Bam Bam. Good to see you, sir. Love you, Press. I love you, too. I'm going to thank our sponsors. Preston Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston Steve Show. Also brought to you by Wilmington University. Ready to make a move? WilmU works online or in person, and you can learn more at wilmu.com. Edu. Uh, also brought to you by Penn Community Bank, serving the greater good member FDIC. Tomorrow morning is Wednesday. That means we go on Fox Good Day. We have a secret text word. And we're going to talk to our old friend John Dornboss. There we go. On tomorrow's show. We'll yeah. see what else we can get into. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Buddy, it's good to have you on the map. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-